too, right? Or can you end oh, it? I can end it from here. Anyone Beautiful. can end it and anyone can start it. Oh, we'll end it all right. <laughs> well, it's Monday and you know what that means. Another, another, another week for you. Oh, boy. Wait, that took a lot to get out. Uh, I'm trying not to uh, like hack up a lung into the mm. microphone. I'm getting over. Uh, I was sick all last week. Mm. So, uh, you, you know, the good stuff. Oh, the great stuff. You know, phlegm, a lot oh, of yeah. vitamin C in there, a lot of headaches. What do you got? Yeah, no, uh, a lot of phlegm um, and a coughing. Mm. From all that, so, from all that, the dairy and the cheese and your pizzas, probably. I don't eat a lot of pizza. Nah. It's one of my one of my bugaboos. So then I'm gonna guess it's something else. Yeah, nah. I think I got cold. Yeah, it's just a cold. I was I was a little under the weather uh, a few days uh, last week and shook it real quick. So. Yeah, but I'm at the back end of it. Well, I've been working too. I haven't taken any uh, any time off from work, Mister Mr. No Days Off. So uh, so yeah, I'm sure there was a last Monday was probably the worst day. Uh-oh. And I ended up working, and I had to work outside, which is why I didn't do the show. And it yes, ended up being it ended up being an event that I had to be there at five thirty, only to find out when I got there that we couldn't start serving till seven forty five. So it was kind of a waste. That is a waste. You could have been talking to us with, uh, you know, the Hawks Airy and the uh, and the. Uh... Uh, 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 oh, big deal, crack seal. Wow. <laughs> wow, that was impressive. Oof. I, th- I thought it was just the opposite. I thought if you were going to forget your guy, I was going to be disappointed. In oh, no, I love my guy. That's my guy. That's my day one. That's my day one-ish guy. Well, we have another jam-packed show for you tonight. We have, uh, it, I don't know if you know, Kevin, today is Finland Independence Day. Happy Independence Day. And Miko Maestro, who booked himself on the show back in, like, March when we did Tony's Appreciation Show. Dude's got some stroke. Uh, let's see. Tony's Appreciation Show is April 19th, and that is when Miko Maestro booked, booked himself for this date. He said the 6th is a Monday and is the Finland Independence Day. So he's going to be joining us shortly. And then Amy Crimson from uh, Battle Arts Pro, uh, she'll be joining us about 9 o'clock. That's up, in the, that's, up in the, that's up in the Great White North. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey. So do you uh, think that she'll think that I just put this up here to to be a creepo like Russo? Or do you think – or should we be able to tell her that this is always hanging here? No, I think she – I think she, if she was uh, a woman of uh, – that does her research mm. – just not going around asking to do any podcast. She would watch or check out a podcast. So she would know that the Canadian flag has been hanging there since, you know, the pandemic started almost two years ago. That's right. So uh, she's joining us. We got NWA hard times. We got NXT war games. Uh, there's tons of AEW news. This is the, the go home week for, uh, for Ring of Honor, final battle is this weekend. In more ways than one. It's the oh, damn you, Kevin. Damn you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Wrestle Pro, Pro was in Alaska this week. I know you you stayed up and watched a bunch of those shows. So there's so yeah, much for us to talk one. about. Um, one is more than I've watched. <laughs> uh, and Tony might join us because I told him he needs to join us for this dildo at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, 
party. So he might join. I don't. He eats reindeer stew, and we're again having him on at Christmas time. Why do we keep doing this to ourselves? Well, all right. So, all right. I want to start right now. So let's start, and then I'm going to come back and ties in with the rest of because Alaska reindeer is really popular. So, reindeer sausage is really big. So, okay. So there's that. Apparently, it's delicious. I. You know what? I'll, I will never know. <laughs> You don't oh, I gotta that. do the fucking intros too. God damn it! Let's see. Maybe I can do it. Let's see. Type, 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 type. type. All right. So we're gonna fucking let's let's start this shit, Kevin. Let's do it. Yes. Can't yeah. wait to hear the lighter. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> the following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network. Broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Hey, this is Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man. That's right, the world's most dangerous man. And also the first heavyweight champion of MMA and the first King of Pancras champion of the world. Y'all listening to The Shining Wizards. All right, proper intro. It's Monday night, Kevin, and you know what that means. It's the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast coming to you wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, we prefer if you did it on Spotify because uh, they send us a fun little wrap-up at the end of the year, yeah. uh, and I enjoy that very much. Uh, if you're listening to us in podcast form, though, we appreciate it. Hopefully, you've joined us live on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch, and you subscribed to those uh, platforms so you get notifications for whenever uh, uh, we are broadcasting live. I don't know why oh, yeah. I can't speak tonight. You are... Uh, all right, so let's let's do a deep dive. No, let's do the intros first real quick. Uh, the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, where, of course, it's wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. I'm Matt. And I am KJ. G and where is where is isn't didn't there used to be more of us there used to be Kevin let me tell you something I know you guys thought I was shitting on you last night when I was last night last week when I was watching the live feed Tony 100% Kevin did your thing he did right 100% and I was trying I was putting it in the in the chat and I guess you guys thought I was busting your balls um and Tony never read it, and I guess you never saw it, but he 100% did your gimmick. He did. All right, so Tony is not only tardy Tony, he's gimmick goomba, we'll call him. He's the gimmick goomba. Yeah, he's gimmick something, but he's not here yet. He's uh, infringement Anthony. 
but uh, he might be joining us. I don't know. Um, we don't know. We never we know, know what that, that that crazy guy has a has a mind of his own and a, a an itinerary of his own. We got a full show for you tonight. We got NWA hard times to talk about. We got NXT war games to talk about. There's tons of wrestling news and notes. We got picks to go over. Oh, yeah. Kevin's slowly climbing that ladder to catch Tony. I did. Hey. Ah, you did. I'm right. Look at Uh, me. But it is December 6th. I don't even know if he's in the queue, but I don't know. I don't see a video. I don't see him. And if his track record indicates it we're gonna have problems the minute i pipe him in but maybe maybe let's see let's see if he's here this could be a a traditional disaster or traditional greatness i know he said his child destroyed his laptop um maestro's got a kid yeah mini maestro eh? mini maestro so uh yeah i guess i don't know he's uh He's buffering on my end. I don't know he's about bu- you. Yeah, he's buffering on everyone's end, I think. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so I'm going to uh, remove him there. It's not we'll a great way that. to celebrate yeah. Independence Day, as I just dubbed it. You know, the beauty of the live stream is you don't need to download. It's not like Zoom or um, what were we using before Zoom? Skype. Skype. Oh, God. It gargled. Um, oh, here we go. In and out, Tony. Look, what, look at this jerk off. Wow. Yeah, welcome <laughs> to us too. Jesus. Wow. Well, t- Tony, it was we were talking before you joined. Um, you were one hundred percent told stole uh mm-hmm. Kevin's yes. Kevin's gimmick last week. Stole. Yes, I stole it. That's right. I stole it. You did the thing. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was trying to do this. Oh, you did it. I watched it with my eyes and you don't make the don't be angry. I am angry because you're full of shit. Your boy is buffering. I keep trying to add him. Well, he's all right. So let's talk to buffering. Is this Michael buffering? Miko buffering. So, uh, I'm oh, we'll see if he pops up or I get a Facebook message. Tony, how are you? Tired, brother. How are you? Uh, I I think I sound like shit. I think I look like shit. Yeah, Yeah. so we're doing good. One attitude is not bad. Hmm. All right. Yes. Hello. Roaring material from In and Out Tony. What's with the oh in and out Tony? Yeah, what is that? What does that mean? I'm gonna be in and out. I'm only here. I'm I'm a hired gun tonight. I was here because I was told my very special friend from Finland was gonna be joining you guys, and I didn't want to miss out. So that's that's wait, is this him? Miko Bifo? Yeah, it's not him. It is him because it's a private chat. We're gonna figure this out now. No, no, we're not. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Not looking good. Incorrect, ding. All right, let me Google Finland Independence Day and I'll educate the world. How about oh that? Boy, I mean, go. I have it pulled up here on my Wikipedia too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so what did Finland become independent from, Matt? Uh, Soviet Russia in Ooh. late 90s. That's a big deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a big deal. This this should be a day to celebrate for the for the Finns, if you will. Could you imagine, like, if Miko was his country was not liberated, he'd be joining us looking like Ivan Koloff. Mm. Like, you know? uh, no, 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 for sure. Maybe uh, I would go more, uh, I think more relatable would be because uh, I don't think he'd go the chain route. Was he a chain guy or was Nikita Koloff the chain guy? I think they were both off the chain. All right, they're off the chain. That's right, oh, off the hook. <laughs> if they were pirates, they'd be off the hook. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, Miko Bifo. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Miko, next week. <laughs> or next year. Next fin, next Independence Day. You join us. Apparently, they still haven't figured out Wi-Fi in Finland. He's not in Finland. He he just came back from Finland last week. Boy, his arm's tired. <laughs> that's not how the that's not the setup to the job. See, this this always happens too. He's, it's never him. It's like Miko Bifo. Miko booked Bifo. himself. He booked himself for this episode a year ago. Yeah, he's had three hundred and sixty-five some odd days to get this figured out. Is he approaching uh, Moff and Lagreca status at this point? Approaching. <laughs> he is literally in his own cat. Now the, the the guests have to get up to Miko level. We should no. You know what we should do? He should be. Uh, he should be a weekly segment, and we should call it this Weeko with Miko. Jesus oh Christ! My goodness gracious! And what does he tell? What is what's the gimmick? What is he? Does he educate us on stuff or? Uh, I mean, tonight could be uh, Finland Independence Day. Independence uh, Day. I mean, yeah, uh, tonight is is Finland in- Independence Day. Next week could be his, uh, you know, N sixty four WCW versus you know NWO the World. Hey, just hey. Now. Hey. 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 hey, 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 hey! I switched to my other phone. It didn't work on the. Uh, so I have two phones. The one, this one I'm using right now has the Finnish operator. For some reason, it didn't work on my American phone. But hey, good to see you guys. Yeah. Happy Happy Independence Day, Miko Bifo. What's the Bifo about? <laughs> I don't know. That's the name that I was given in the show, so I rewrote it. I guess you know <laughs> something. Very good. Well, how are you spending your your uh, day celebrating the independence of Finland? You know, I was actually thinking of watching Die Hard three. But uh, no, I think I'm late right now, so I don't know. Uh, you know, usually on Independence Day, I do something very Finnish, but I was just in Finland, so I came on Monday back in the States. So I don't know. I think I did all the Finnish stuff already. I ate reindeer three times, so yeah. What, wait, why do you say that? Come on. Yeah, well, because the first podcast that I was in, one of the many, I think it's the fifth one I'm on right now, so on the first one, it was named like Reindeers 2, the Mikko Maestro story. So I don't know if you guys remember, but that was like way back in the days. Why do we keep having him on around the holidays when he's talking about eating reindeers? <laughs> With the children. Think of the children, people. Listen, if your children are listening to this, you've got other issues than people eating reindeer. Come on. Yeah, no, no. No, my kid's in the bed. Yeah, I one. Kid's in the bed? What time is it? It's like 4 yeah. o'clock over there. Yep. Yeah, but you know he's like uh, one year old, so you know. Yeah. Okay. okay. I thought you yeah. might have had like uh, a Benjamin Button type of thing, where your baby was like really old, <laughs> like still a baby, but like a really old baby. So you like put a, it to bed early, like a Bajiria kid. Yes. Oh God. Uh, I think I think you lost me there, Matt. I don't know. That's okay. How are you doing, Miko? How was Finland? What'd you go back uh, to your homeland for? Oh man. So yeah, I mean. I had booked flights for January. Uh, I was thinking I would go to Finland around my birthday, but uh, my flights got canceled for whatever reason. I tried to call the air- airline. I couldn't get an answer, but I get, got the full, full refund. So I was thinking, what if I just leave right now? And I look at the flights. I was like, it's not too bad. So I might as well go and just went there for four weeks and uh, had a wrestling match over there. It was pretty cool. Uh, although 
So when I made my entrance, I saw this guy who used to be a accountant for the Finnish wrestling promotion because they were only one at the time. And he was on the front for, uh, front row. So I grabbed him and gave him a big hug. And then we fell. There's like three stairs. And I hit my head on the stairs over there. <laughs> and guys thought that my comeback was there. You know, I just like knocked myself out on the stairs the very first minute. But no, no, it, it wasn't too bad. I still didn't feel it. In my head, it's been like not three weeks now. Still, still feel back here. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it is weird to go to Finland, you know, because you have to drive stick gear, you know, and it's so cold and it gets dark so soon. And uh, uh, I went to a spa over there. First, uh, I got stuck on the elevator the first day, and the last day there was somebody dead on the stairs. So <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something, Miko. Yeah. Finland sounds like a great place. Oh. Oh, it's great. You know, we have high taxes and, uh, you know, long winters, seasonal depression. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. And then you move to Washington. Yeah. Which is also <laughs> long winters, <laughs> seasonal depression, people dead on elevators. Actually, I'm in Portland, actually. I don't know if you guys can see, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't really matter, but that's, uh, yeah, Portland, Oregon. Oh my God, Miko! I, I I don't mean to laugh at someone else's misfortune, but the way you just so nonchalantly say, "Yeah, there was somebody dead in the on the stairs," like it's a daily occurrence. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, but you know, you know, guys, that's the weird thing about Finland. You know, like in stage, if that happened, like while I'm checking out, they would be apologizing and you know, giving me like refunds and free tickets or whatever. In Finland, they were just like shushing, and they, I asked, like, so is somebody it's like, what's going on the stairs? Because they're like blanket over there. You could see it, it's like somebody's laying over there. And then the manager just looked at me and said, like, we we have a lost person, but we have to keep it. keep it." And I was like, okay, at least I know there's somebody dead. Because I was thinking, like, it would have bothered me, you know, bugged me, because it looked like somebody died. But, yeah. All right, well, all right. So you see, all right, RIP Mika... to that unfortunate gentleman. And uh, hopefully you uh, don't get into any trouble talking about it, because that would be a disaster. Now, you see, Miko can keep his mouth shut. So if I'm ever going to rob a bank or commit some other heinous crime, I got Miko to get my back because I know he'll never fucking squeal. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> hey, guys, is this, my, is this my fifth time on the show? I was trying to count it because first time we couldn't get the microphone working. It was the anniversary show. And then we did redid it uh, like two weeks later. And then we did one of my birthday. I actually still have those jelly beans. You know, I bet they're already like gone bad. But I mean, they weren't good to get to start with, you know. But I found them when I was cleaning the house. Uh, and then they had the Tony celebration night for whatever reason. So, yes. yeah. Well, for whatever reason. We still, we still don't know why. <laughs> don't worry. There'll be another one next year. I'll, I'll yeah. keep uh, now Kevin's, Kevin's slowly climbing that ladder, buddy. There's, but there's is, a... is, so I heard that uh, Randy Orton made a record, like most pay-per-view matches in WWE. But has he most, ever been on the... Most in Monday the Night Raw matches. Most Monday Night Robins. I see. I stand corrected. Yeah. Has he ever been on the Shining Wizards? Randy Orton? No. Every week, just as much as you. Oh, man. <laughs> I was thinking, I thought I'd beat him to it, man. <laughs> oh, that's Randy. So, Mika, he's so, breaking uh, them uh, records. Look, unlike the last couple times you've been on the show, there's actually some wrestling to talk about. Now, you were gone from Finland for two years outside of falling off the stairs and bumping your head. How was your return? You know, it was in a, it wasn't in Helsinki. The match was in a town where they hadn't been wrestling for I think that last show like four years ago. So the crowd wasn't too big. There was like sixty people or seventy, something like that. Which I don't really mind, you know, during times like this because I mean 
the COVID situation is crazy in, in Finland because it seems like it never hit it. People are walking around, everything's open, nobody's wearing masks, you know, it's just like it never came, you know, I mean, but uh, uh, so, yeah, so being there in a small crowd actually feels pretty nice. Uh, kind of promo and a lot of them just looked confused. Uh, my opponent was Canadian, so I was speaking English. And I don't think neither of us understood what we were saying because of the accents. <laughs> but uh, the match went well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I went there, did my dance, did my moves. And oh, hold, actually, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You do a dance? Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Oh, my goodness. So so my theme song is Pretty Fly for a White Guy. And uh, uh, here, here we... You didn't know this? Come on, you knew this. And uh, <laughs> here, here uh, in the States, you know, here in Portland, we do it like uh, the ring announcer says, so bring out your $1 bills because here comes the entertainment. <laughs> and then I go to the ring and I walk on the, if there's any empty chairs left, I walk between the crowd, you know, and collect the tips while I'm getting in the ring. That's that's the gimmick. What's your uh, what's what's your best night? How many uh, how many uh, dollars you get walking through the crowd there, buddy? It's like uh, seven or eight bucks you can make. So. <laughs> hey, that ain't bad. I'll take it. Seven or eight bucks is a win for me. Yeah, hey, that's... The, the thing is, there's only so much time you can do, you know. I guess I have to ask extra time for the promoter to loop the music around and go for another round. You know what you need to do? You got to bring somebody with you to collect the money and then split it 50-50. So instead of eight, you make like 16. Yeah, that could be it. But the man, I remember last time I had a match in Portland, uh, Maybe a month ago or so, because now wrestling's back over here finally. So uh, I was already in the ring, and there's somebody on the upper deck, you know, holding his money trying to reach for me. And I was thinking, <laughs> if I can walk all the way there, it's going to take me like a minute and a half or whatever. So sometimes, you know, you got to pick your battles, man. It's you, know, you can't can't win them all. But the thing is, you shouldn't leave a penny behind, you know. Oh hell no, hell no. So these dollars go to the uh, Miko Maestro Domino's Pizza Fund. Uh, you know what? I haven't had Domino's for a while now. I probably should now that I'm back in the States. So, oh, you have all the good stuff over here. Domino's, Arby's, Bud Light. You know, all the stuff you don't have over there. So, man. But I'm, I'm, I'm cutting weight right now because uh, I went to visit my mom in Finland. And that's like an open bar, you know, when you get there. So, it's like now I'm uh, gained a couple of pound, pounds. So, got back to eating broccoli and tuna right now. Well, you look uh, good. No, thank you. Thank you. Oh, why don't you do kiss? Um, <laughs> I'm on your Insta, uh, your Instagram, your Facebook, and a Facebook. Jesus, what Jesus, come on, dude, me? spit it out. I'm on your Twitter, and your handle is across the bottom of the screen at Miko Meister on Twitter. Um, you do not disappoint, Miko. Tuna pizza. What is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, it's fantastic, man. What is uh, it? It looks awful. What is this? Is this the tuna on top? What is this? Yeah, it's it's like the number one topping, man. You know, I'm surprised it's you can't find it in the states, but in Finland, no, it's everywhere. It's crazy. You know, the first time I ever had pepperoni pizza, it was just called pepperoni, but the toppings were pepperoni and tuna. And that's the first day I had ever had pepperoni pizza in my life. I was like eight year old or something. It's this chain called Koti Pizza, which means home pizza. On their menu, if you order pepperoni, it's pepperoni and tuna. So just a heads up, you know, if you ever go there. Yeah. So is the the tuna the tuna is warm? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's from the can, you know, then put it in the oven, you know. The one I had had like tuna, shrimp, and clams on it, like seafood pizza. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm a big I'm a big pepperoni guy. I'm a big tuna guy. I'd give it a shot. 
You're a big yeah. tuna. You're are you a tuna guy or a tuna fish guy? There's a difference because I think we're oh, talking. Tuna about fi- I'm a tuna, tuna fish guy. I'm a. You know, I think I'm we're talking a, about like tuna, like just a fish. I'm like tuna, like tuna casserole, tuna salad, tuna. You know, I think we're talking about like tuna. Oh, like the actual like the fillet of the yeah. No, oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. They put it from the can. That's, that's like, the cheese like tuna fish. Yeah, tuna fish. Yeah. You're never allowed back on this podcast again. That's the fucking. <laughs> <most insane. laughs> no, no, Miko. No, nope. Tuna nope. fish on pizza? Oh, get the yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah, it's fantastic, man. That's one of the things that I was... The first day I got there, I actually I went to my mom's place. She picked me up from the airport. She had made the reindeers too because she knew I liked it. And oh, yeah. uh, then I told her, like, like one thing I want to do before I leave is eat tuna pizza. And actually, it was the very last night when I finally got it. I was so busy just like didn't stop by to eat junk, you know, but yeah. All right, Matt, Miko, let me let me ask something real quick. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna ask Matt because he's the expert. We all know that. All right. Expert. So what what would be the r- ridiculous comparison between say anchovies on a pizza, which while also might be gross, is accepted as opposed to tuna on a pizza? I'm sorry. What was your question? Yeah. What? What's the difference between anchovies and tuna? Why is anchovies acceptable and tuna would not be? I don't know. I would not put anchovies on my pizza either. Yeah, I don't know. I hate anchovies. I've had them in Spain and they're just they're gross. They're like, ugh. I'm not talking about it. It's tuna fish. Yeah. No, I was legit legit asking because I know anchovies is a somewhat acceptable topping. So I'm wondering, is tuna that far of a stretch from anchovies? But it's served differently, actually. Uh, it's hard to find anchovies in pizza in Finland, and those are like actually like uh, like sli- like actual pieces there, like small fish, right? Anchovies. I had like once, I think. So, but yeah, but tuna is like scrambled, so it spreads really well. So, Miko, tuna is a bit dry sometimes, but you know, yeah. What what you you're in when you go back? You're around Helsinki, right? Yeah. What, I'm look. I'm looking at the pizzerias now. <laughs> Where, where's your pizzeria? I'm seeing Alphonse Pizza. I'm seeing Sopranos Pizza. Oh, so the place I went to was called, I think it's like Meikun Pizza Kebab. So it's M A I K U N. The place called Meila. I think I have to spell it. Spell it out for you, like. But it's, it's pizza and kebab because that's how how it usually works. I was pizza and kebab combined. Oh, it's like oh, it's like a kebab place where you get like halal stuff. No, it's mainly just just you know kebab, but yeah. So that that oh like nice nice. Wish I was there. Oh, here it is, Manskun Manskun Pizza and Kebab. I found it. There you go. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that looks that looks so, good. But yeah, so that's that's the place. Like uh, I've been there before, but the owners keep changing every four years or so. I don't know, because of tax purposes or something. Sometimes they <laughs> name. But that's the thing about Finland, though. I was there, nothing had changed in two years. Everything was the same. Uh, when I was leaving, uh, this one sushi buffet went out of business. But now they had to open a new one on its place. So it's like, that's the only change over there. Everything is, everything's, I don't know, it's slow over there. Well, if you want to see where Miko enjoys his pizza, it's uh, manskunpizza.fi. Go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a Miko- pretty nice place. I'm sorry, Matt. Go sorry. Ahead. No, it's okay. Uh, you mentioned that things are opening up now. You're wrestling again in Portland. Do you have things coming up in the near future? I just announced uh, I have a match scheduled on January 2nd. 
So December seems kind of uh, empty right now and might not be able to wrestle live here. But yeah, January 2nd, uh, Hillsboro, Oregon. I'll be there. So, Do you know who you're wrestling yeah. against? Uh, yes, I do, but I, I'm not going to announce it yet. I got to ask the promoter first. Like, I don't want to, you know, sometimes things change, you know, so it might be like two weeks from now, you know, somebody can't make it or something. So before it's official, but I'm there. That's, I should be there. Wow, that's yeah, so, like uh, you, mm, what is you it? Pro- you probably get booked more if you stopped eating gross pizza. No, <laughs> what the hell you say? <sighs> it just looks like I just it makes me want to shit my pants looking at it. <laughs> this is the guy I who makes. Know, real, I don't know what the thing the things on the pizza are. I can't tell what's what. Oh, so the like uh, black dots over there. Uh, those are uh, clams. They're oh, clams over there. Clams. You can't receive tuna because tuna is like shredded under the cheese, and then you might feel. Those... <laughs> 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 Then there's uh, uh, shrimp. If you can see some uh, pink dots over there, then that's shrimp. Oh, man. How are you not losing weight by just having, like, stomach <laughs> Hey, the Americano pizza is a, is a Hawaiian pizza. It's got pineapple and ham. It's even worse. No, that's fantastic. I don't know I'm what's to worse. Think what would be an equivalent meal to a, to a, a seafood pizza? Like what? Like there's other things that gotta be close to that, right? And it just because it's on a pizza makes it gross. Yeah, you know, oh. if you guys think about tuna melt, you know, it's it's a bit yeah. much the same thing. Yeah, it's bread and you know, melted cheese, yeah. tuna. I mean, you put the may- mayonnaise on it, I guess. That's that's the American thing. Nobody eats tuna here. Everybody eats tuna salad. You know, that's yeah. that's weird to me because I eat tuna from the can. You know, yeah. I put so. ketchup and mustard on pizza sometimes. <sighs> oh, you're huh. a fucking heathen. Right. Hey, you know Domino's. <laughs> Domino's has a cheeseburger pizza. They, I tried that once. They had it. Uh, think they had it like mustard on it. A couple oh, yeah. weeks ago, I got the uh, hand-tossed pan with uh, with cheesesteak and cheddar cheese. It was very good. And you wonder why you shit your pants? Yeah. Well, first I, dude, of all, Matt, I, you don't need any extra incentive to shit your pants. That's pretty well, much I got, a daily I, occurrence for you. I got to tell you, Kev. The other morning, I was getting ready to take my kid to school, and I was farting on the porch. I almost, I had to go CYP before I left the house. Thankfully, the clock didn't reset. It was Ooh. close. I'm intrigued. Yo, the Ninja Turtles used to eat the most weird pizzas ever. And they're Those legends. are fucking cart. That's a cartoon. They're not real. Oh, man. Imagine a big it's cartoon. still real to me, David. Yeah. Okay. Look at me. You. How Miko dare Bifo. you? That guy, just, that guy just followed us on Twitter. Miko oh, nice. He's following me, too. Yeah. Oh. No, it's the still real to me, damn it, guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, well, Kevin, here's what you can do. Here's your uh, homework. Go down to the shop, right? Buy yourself a little pre-made uh, crust. Get your tomato sauce. Get your tuna. Get whatever other gross shit you want to put on a pizza. Make it. Then you All can right. eat it on the air next week, and you can give us a review. All oh, right, so here's what I'll do. Fuck, yeah. I'm not going to do the crust thing. I'm not going to do that. I will order a pizza, a plain pizza, and then add appropriately no, you got to bake no. that shit into the cake, man. Like, that shit's got to go in the oven. said that the tuna is shredded and it's under the cheese. Yeah. Well, what if I put it over the cheese? How would that nah. be? Then you're going to cook it again? That seems like you're just taking, you got to. I'll take, I'll get the pizza. Being... I will spread the tuna on top of the pizza. And then I will put it back in the oven or the microwave, whatever. And then I will eat it. You got a microwave tuna fish? 
God, I do it every day. Tuna casserole, Tony. In a microwave? What are you out of your mind to reheat it? Yes. Oh, you gotta bake that shit, bro. It's art to reheat it. I have to put it back in the oven. You understand what you're saying right now? Yeah, I put my shit in a toaster oven. I put a a plate of tuna casserole. I have to put back into the oven instead of the microwave. Miko, what say you? Uh, I don't know. I haven't really eaten tuna casserole. Maybe like once in my life or so. So I, I don't have preference. So so no, nothing. Yeah, but you know, guys. So let's see on twenty the next year, twenty two. I might be coming to New Jersey. No promises, man. But uh, like, you never know. You never know how this thing come out. But maybe we can do a live podcast there. Cooking with Mikko Maestro. He's fucking himself again. He's yeah, fucking himself again in studio. Yeah. I fucking so, uh, we can do tuna pizza and some good old reindeer. We can do reindeer pizza. That's good, too. We can put the reindeer oh. and salami on it. Yeah, this Christmas oh. special. Christmas cooking special with Mikko Maestro. Dude, we got to find a butcher that has reindeer around here. There's got oh, You can man. have it shipped. Probably, yeah. Probably. It's big in Alaska, too, Miko, so I don't feel... It's not just you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can oh, yeah. deal with that. Yeah. Ha, ha. Yeah, that's feeling for you guys, man. Happy Independence Day. 104 years of independence against Russia. So that's that's a big Jeez. win over there. Yeah. How, are you, uh, how are you not a promoter, Miko? A uh, wrestling promoter? Yeah, like how are you not one, considering you're always booking yourself on this show? <laughs> <laughs> No, no that, that's how I get booked on the shows, you know. I just talk online and up, then I appear, you know. Most of your success are about the parents, you know. Just get in there and... Miko, uh, glorious, glorious holiday that you celebrate. I need to, I need to ask you, does, does anybody in Finland call it Findependence Day? Oh, fuck off. No, because wow. we call it... That, I, I think that's actually pretty good, but goddamn no, right. In Finnish language, because it's it's a nice Oh, that's so that's you close. can't really, yeah, yeah. So you can't put the F really in it, you know. You have to get the F out. So when yeah. You, so when you say that, do you say kunka dunk afterwards? <laughs> it, oh, it's it's a nice Now you're just being insulting. No, what, and what then if it? you so if you want to like say like Happy Independence Day, that's hyvä itsenäisyyspäivä. Oh, what's what's oh my god what's the uh the thing we used to say kakun coyote or something like that right <laughs> what does that mean again miko it's like takes a dump like picks it? up a poop either way it, it translates <laughs> two ways i guess you know? yeah. i love how the translation is uh, picks up a poop so so miko in your youth, did you take part in these uh, Finnish Independence Day uh, traditions? Did you watch the film The Unknown Soldier? Did you I did. Watch, yes. Did you watch The Castle Ball? Uh, I did not. It just it's crazy because they only show the entrance, so it's the president shaking hands for uh, like hour and a half or so. So that's that's the show. But people want to see who's invited. You know what they're wearing. So yeah, I I think I was like. Uh, uh, in high school or so, we decided with my friends, now we're going to watch it. But the main thing is just to have reason, you know, to get together and drink. So right. we just, uh, yeah. But we, we, we turned it on. Just watch it. Why, why, why the hell not? Yeah. Do you do you collect the com- commemorative coins? 
Uh, no, I think I have one of them. Yeah, but I don't, I don't collect them. No, no. Right. Uh, I uh, I used to light up a candle for the memory of you know the fallen. Right. So, yeah. All right. Oh, that's legit. Yeah, we remember the fallen here by having barbecue and and Heineken's and you know fireworks and all that stuff. Yeah, in Finland, you know, Monday is a good day to have Independence Day because that's that's a holiday, you know. So you can celebrate on Sunday, have a long weekend. It's an excellent day to have it. Because that's how Finns usually celebrate, like, uh, Labor Day is May 1st. And people always celebrate the day before. Like, I was here in States, like, on 4th of July, and people celebrate on the day off, you know. But it makes no sense because, you know, the next day I have to go to work or whatever. Because in Finland, we would celebrate, you know, in the 3rd of July. And then just sleep over the actual holiday. Yeah, it's uh, drinking is very, very big part of the Finnish culture. But who can blame us? You know, it's fun. <laughs> I enjoy it. So Finlandia vodka. Actually, I think I never had. I've had Finlandia vodka only in the United States. Never had it in Finland. That's that's weird. Yeah. You know, the uh, the United States did not recognize the independence of Finland till uh, May seventh, nineteen nineteen. Wow. And the last uh, country to uh, recognize Finland, Finland's Independence Day was the United States. Probably took a long time for the message to get here. We're still talking about like the early 1900s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe telegraph? I don't know. How else would it get here? It's not like, it's not like everybody's got a telephone at that point. I'm getting all my information from the Wikipedia, too. So if anything's wrong, just take it up with them. They're looking for donations. Oh, they always are. <laughs> Like we get tons of shit wrong. Please, please support us. Now, we, yeah. oh, sorry. One, one, I want to ask you guys. Uh, it's been a while since I've been in the show. Uh, Tony, did you ever try my video game? Because when I was off from, like, I didn't have wrestling shows going on. I had this side project. So we made Smikom Hastro, the wrestler, the game. Did I ever link it to you? you I remember? think you did. I couldn't get it working on my MacBook. Oh. I do yeah, remember I'm, that. Yeah, the guy who programmed it said that it should only run in like Windows, I guess. So that yeah. might be the problem. Yeah. Okay. Last thing about it. I'm trying to think what's happened between. Uh, I wrestled in Idaho and Washington because they were, you know, in driving distance, but uh, they were more open than than Oregon. So that's that's where I made my comeback. And okay, what what was it like wrestling in Idaho? I'm very curious. Oh well, that was funny, you know, because it's this promotion called. Lucha Libre, Lucha Libre Portland. And uh, now they got booked in uh, Idaho Taco Festival. So, <laughs> like, three, three, three weekends in a row. And uh, I think it was called Jerome. Jerome, Idaho. There's like 11,000 people living there. So, we got there. And then uh, the thing was, there was six of us, I think. Wait, uh, Coyote, uh, Adam Extreme, uh, Capone. No, I think there was like seven or eight of us either way. But like me and uh, Malcolm Flex drove there and we were considered the American wrestlers. They had like, they would call like the Mexican wrestlers and the American wrestlers, although I'm from Finland. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, some of the guys over there didn't really speak English. And uh... oh, look at that. Nice. Mot- yeah, Motsbox says, wow, my wife is from Jerome, Idaho. What a small world. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was like a nine-hour drive or so, and uh, I think the first night there was like 16 people or so, so it, it really bound. But later on, it was really nice. 
one time it was double booking, so the live band was playing at the same time as the wrestling was on. So that's like <laughs> kind of weird, you know, like, but uh, yeah, yeah, good times, you know. I hadn't been wrestling for a while. The drive was nice, looking at the scenery over there. Uh, the hotel was nice, you know. I can't can't complain. Yeah, it's uh, had a couple of matches. I didn't really get footage from it. The shoot so far away, so I didn't release any of the stuff, you know, because the Guali was it's just like filming a phone or something. So I don't know if there's like any official footage somewhere, but I never reached it. There was this photographer there who told me that he'll send me pictures of the show, but I haven't seen them yet, so I don't know. Probably still getting like developed. Probably still getting developed at the Kodak kiosk. So let me get this straight. Lucha Libre Portland had a show in Idaho at yeah. a taco festival. Yeah, there was the taco festival tour. There was three different towns, and uh, we went to Jerome and the one that I was on. So, yeah. Only in America. Only in America. Only in America. Lucha Libre in Idaho. There you go. At a taco festival. Yeah. And you were one of the I mean, American wrestlers. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the announcer announced me from UK, so I don't know. I, I mean, like we, we didn't really have the common language, so I, I mean, I, who cares? You know, it's Jerome. You know, so there's like eleven thousand people. <laughs> Are you? Do you wrestle in a mask? No, 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 no. I was just like a, doing my thing, and uh, yeah, just me being me. Uh, Good Nick, time. What about this? Uh, what about this game that you casually just said you? Uh... Sent to Tony. What's what's this all about, there, buddy? Your this video, video game. game. This Miko Maestro Wrestle yeah. Wrestle Fest ninety seven. I, I gotta, yeah, I gotta send the link to you, Matt. You know, if you get it to work. Uh, I haven't played. I mean, my laptop is broken right now, so I couldn't get it to work anyway. It's a side scroller with three levels. Uh, the thing is, because I was talking with this guy. Actually, I was talking with the Japanese game company first. They wanted to make a game about me, and I was like, okay, like it's, it's only too big to be true, and nothing came, ever came out of it, you know. Uh, but I liked the idea. I was thinking, like, yeah, like, I could have my own game. So I contacted some um, coders or, like, people who make video games, and and for a, 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 each and every person, I said, like, like here's the budget, like, all I want is a game. It doesn't have to be good. <laughs> it's just like a game with me on it, you know. And then this one guy got back to me. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure, I can make it. And said, like, you know, that he doesn't do the graphics. Uh, he had done side-scroller before, so I said, you can use this stock material, and I'll uh, make the characters. Uh, so the character, there's like three frames that I hand-drew and take a, took, took a picture of it. And on MS Paint, I, I colored it, and um, then I put my... Uh, Face on it with MS Paint. Uh, I asked Dr. Luther if he wanted to be the bad guy of the game, and he said that we couldn't use the name, so that's why the main villain was called Dr. Salem, because that's where I met Luther back when I moved into Oregon. So that's uh, some trivia trivia about the game. By it, uh, but yeah, so I'll uh, not if I can multitask. Can you guys still see me? Yes. Wait, am I on? Wait, I, I have two phones. I was thinking if I can if I can dig up some. Like uh, link it to you, Matt, or something. Uh, so, but well, I can do it after the show too. You know, I doubt that you can get it to work right away. Yeah, you don't have to but send yeah, it. Yeah, that's out. that's send, uh, it over, send it over through the Twitter. That'd be fun to check out. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, I think it only works on uh, um, Microsoft computers. I think, but yeah. 
<laughs> I've been trying for the last 15 minutes to figure that out. Please, what again. is the first one? Please, please play it again. Is that what it was? Was that it? No, no, we had like Otta Kakan was, was the one. What, what, I, oh, I, know, I know what the first word is. I can't hear it. What's the first word? Hold on. Is it Anus? Yeah, Anus Kakun is what I got right here. There you go. Anus Kakun. But that wasn't it. I, no. I think I know what the first word is. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm just Could someone give me the line in English that we had? Yeah, it's like pick up a shit or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's either uh, takes takes a poop or picks up a poop. I don't know. It, it, it means the same thing. I think it takes a poop. I think it takes a poop. I know, Skakun. I'm sorry, guys. Go ahead. No, you're good. So, so guys, uh, do you have plans in February? February. Let's see when is when is going to be a Monday. Let's see. Look <laughs> at Miko. I love it. I like got. Did, did you guys know? We don't. We don't... <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's uh. So the way it was before is otta otta kakan, which means that you're picking a particular poop. Otta kakan means you're just picking a poop like from a pile, just like a let's say it's a pile, and you just take a handful out of it. That's that's what. You... <laughs> All right, sorry guys. Well, your Mondays in February are the seventh, the fourteenth, the twenty-first, and the twenty-eighth. Oh, you know what? You know what's on fourteenth? We don't celebrate um, Valentine's Day in Finland. We have Friends Day, Ystävänpäivä. Instead, we celebrate all the friendships. So I wish I had some friends on this show. I could come then, but now I don't know. It doesn't look like it. So, but that's that's a fun fact. We don't have Valentine's Day in Finland. No, it's the Friends Day. Friends Day. Friends like Day. Yeah. Kevin's been in the friend zone every Valentine's Day. It's <laughs> a great point by Matt. I was just making a joke, Kevin. I'm sorry. It's all right. Don't worry. It was hurtful, but I accepted it. That's why I said I'm sorry. I felt <laughs> After I said it. So, what do so, you so yeah, Matt. So if you can book my flights now, it might be cheaper. You can go there. <laughs> sorry, what? Come on. If I can book your flights, look. Thanks, millionaire Matt. Yeah, right. why not? Spend on action figures. Anus cocoon. Yeah, if you come and anus my cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so <laughs> when do you want to book yourself? Hey, President's <laughs> Day is the 21st. I think everybody's I'm writing though. this down. All right. You want to come out on President's Day? We celebrate the great presidents of this country. Or from Finland, like Sauli Niinistö or Tari Halonen. Tari Halonen is a female president, by the way. So that's first first Finnish female president. She hot? Pretty dope. Uh, I mean, I think you have to Google it. I think. Oh, all right, now yeah. now we got something to look up. Never mind the pizza. T A R J A. Halonen is H A L O N E N. Miko, I'm sure. I don't know if you know this. We actually had the first ever time in history where a female operated presidential duties while the Good current geez. president was getting his butt checked out. Uh, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Are we, uh, yeah. Sorry. The prime minister or president? Former president Tarja Halonen. Right. Close. You guys familiar with Conan O'Brien? 
It's yes, like the number he... one talk show in Finland. I mean, now it doesn't air anymore, but so there's a joke around that uh, Tarja Haulen looked like Conan O'Brien. So Conan actually ended up coming all the way to Finland and did live show over there because of that that joke got so over at some point. So Miko, Miko. Yeah. Who who is Sana Marin? She's a prime minister. Sana Marin, yeah. The oh, she's, prime minister. Oh, mama. she's good looking. This Tarja, she looks like your grandmother. She's gonna make your reindeers too. <laughs> nice lady, but I would not. Ugh, and she'll reheat it in the microwave. <laughs> oh, Matt, oh wow! Matt, she could make me reindeers too any day of the week. Why some Tarja Halora? Conan O'Brien. What's her name? Tarja Halora. Yeah, she kind of looks Tar- like Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Yikes. Am I Googling oh, the, the nice. president or the prime minister? Pri- I found the prime president. Minister. Yeah. Well, the prime Who's... minister is not. She's a handsome lady. Handsome? <laughs> That's a terrible word to use to describe a woman. How is that? It's how is that bad? Handsome? She's very good looking. Man, a this lady was, is handsome. This lady was president for twelve years. God damn. Yeah, because uh, we do it six years at a time, so. If you're elect, re-elected, that's another six years. Over here, it's four at a time, but it's six years in Finland. Good for wow. her. And her birthday is December 24th. Good for her. Yeah. Oh. Doing Jesus's work. Getting screwed on Christmas presents each and every year. You don't have a lot of presidents. Oh, forget 1919. Well, the country's only been in existence for a little over a century. I mean, my All God. Right. Yeah. All right, so Miko, I just googled the Finnish president, and I'm getting a dude with a lot of goofy faces, and yes. a lot of umlauts in his name too. Oh, Sauli Niinistä, you know, guys. Uh, so when I was living in Finland, I was renting this. Uh, I was living in this apartment building, and uh, Sauli Niinistä used to live in that same apartment building. I remember because my friend lived there also. So the on different times. I lived in the same house as Saul and Inista. Yeah, the that's, president. That's pretty cool. Matt, you know you know who the Finnish president looks look, looks like he's doing in his Google pictures? It's like it's like he's doing like Jocka's Flush Friday in every in every picture. Google you guys had the same president for twenty six years? What? Oh yeah, Urho Kekkonen. That's uh they said he was the only one who could talk to the Russians, so he kept they made an exception with him that he got re-elected. Oh, interesting. I'm fascinated by this shit. I actually am too, Matt. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, his picture too don't look like he's a dude you'd want to fuck with. No. He looks like, yeah, like either he's constipated or like just really serious. He's doing Pazuzu Flesh Friday. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, back in Finland, I have that. You guys know the iconic Che Guevara t-shirt? The red yeah. shirt with the black print. I have one of those, but instead there's this President Kekkonen on it. So that's pretty that's dope. Pretty cool. Yeah. So when do you think you're going to come out to New Jersey, Miko? Uh, I'll keep you guys informed. I've been talking with a couple of promoters, and I don't want to get my hopes up, you know. But in if it doesn't happen in 22, then I'm really surprised. But that's uh. That's the cultural difference. Like in in the states, if somebody says something's gonna happen, it's like thirty percent chance it's actually gonna happen. You know, you don't have these honest honest feelings. You know, like if something is said, that that's how it's gonna be. You know, here it's kind of a 
shady, especially you know in the entertainment business. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't know when I'm wrestling there, but if you book the flights now, Matt, I think I can make it on the Friends Day. We can <laughs> celebrate. No, I got to know. I'm not going to fly you out here if you're not going to do any work. I, I can make it to the pizza. <laughs> do, no, I'm not going to put you to work. I don't want to watch you make pizza. I want to watch you wrestle, Miko. Oh, this guy. One of these days, we're going to do a show with you, and we're going to have wrestling to talk about. Yeah, hope so. so I want I want to see Miko take on front of the show Tombstone Jesus. I think that's a main event. And nobody else does, apparently. No, I'm with you. I'm with, I was waiting for his response. That's all. No, I, I haven't seen his work yet. I started following him on Twitter when I phoned because of the name. You know, I, I was tagging some. I, probably somebody called out the match, you know, me against him. And it's just an interesting name. I thought that I got to follow this guy. So he's a very think, cool. He's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. You can check out shape. his. Yeah, if, if you go to uh, fight.tv, uh, they got tons of stuff of uh, Devotion Championship out of Utah. He's on there all the time. It's absolutely free. You can check it out anytime you want. Yeah, you know, Utah is not too far away, actually. I've been there. I think it's like like 12-hour drive or something. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a little longer than that, but it's in your neck of the woods as opposed to us, where it would be like five days to get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But now oh. uh, the thing is, actually, I I worked in Massachusetts back in like 2017 or so. So Matthew Birch <laughs> is suggesting that we actually book a wrestling show and just book Miko for the show. Matt, your thoughts? Um, sure. No, right, there about, it is. Matt, I have an idea. What about you book a wrestling show and I book myself in that show, just <laughs> to keep up with I the thought, tradition, you know? Holy I shit, thought Miko's like the Virgil of our show. I thought that was a uh, no-brainer. <laughs> good golly miss molly oh right. good times guys radio silence well, radio silence but uh, you know it's getting dark over here i don't know if you guys can see it but uh oh, in it was dark around like four o'clock it was crazy and <laughs> all the cars are still you know stick gear and roads are icy so uh when i went to the spa it was like six hour drive so that was that was something. And there's no RBs that you can stop in, you know. There's no drive-ins, really. That's the problem. You can have to stop in a gas station. You can't really drive through to pick up some, you know, reindeer. No, not pick up. What is wrong with Pick that? up all the reindeer you want, Miko. Don't leave the reindeer. It's goddamn holiday season. It's Christmas season. We're not talking about eating fucking reindeer on this show. Get reindeer steaks. Get reindeer Put my foot down. Get yeah. reindeer everything. Jerky. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> I would get my jerky with a fucking light up red tip on it too. I'd you be like, are look, I'm eating jerk. fucking Rudolph. <laughs> you fucking jerk off. I'm a jerk off. <laughs> no, thank you, sir. If I'm starving, Rudolph's going bye bye. That's all I'm saying. Miko, what do you got planned for the holidays? He's going to your house. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't flying him out, but if he needs a place to go, he can come here. There you go. Well, maybe I have to start driving. I know it's like what, like five day drive. I might, might make it to the holidays. Yeah. No. If you, need, if you need a place to go, my door's always open. Oh, yeah. cool, cool. So, cool, but yeah, uh, no, I don't know. I haven't really, since I came from Finland. I more has been like you know settling in. You know, uh, I gave my neighbor my car keys, so I went pick it up because um, I use a street park where I'm at, and. Uh, 
people have been messing with my rear view mirror. Like they like take one piece out of it and throw it on the ground, you know, because there's like the mi- mirror that keeps it on, you know, the side mirror. What do you call it on the side? So the the rear the the, the side mirror. Oh, you got, you got no, it. side yeah. mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know some kids been messing with it. Uh, probably because I had California license plates for a long time. Uh, so I just didn't feel comfortable leaving my car on the side of the street for a while. So asked my neighbor if I could park the car at, at his place. And I gave the keys just in case it get, becomes inconvenient so he has to move it around or something. So so it's doing stuff like that, picking up the keys, buying some food, uh, starting making food, you know, like I said, eating broccoli and tuna again, getting leaner, uh, and going back to the store because I didn't buy enough food. That happens to me at least once a day. So like around like 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock, I run to the store again to buy more food. So. Wait, Miko, are people are people like targeting your car? Or are, they, are they doing this to all the cars on the block i don't know i haven't noticed or like heard anything about it but uh it happened to my car like four times the first time i was actually going to arby's and the guy on the driving said mm. that you know your mirror is uh, broken and i saw the blinker was like hanging from it you know from the cord and i was like how did this happen like that run into something and i was just confused i came back home and then i found the other piece nearby you know whatever it's called lasikuito. i don't know how it translates in english but uh yeah, so somebody just, I don't know if they kick it or just pull it out or something, but I can always put it in like Legos. It's not broken, but it's not so, painting the ass. And, you know, you get the moisture in it and, you know, no, it's not good. Is there is there a big Oregon, California beef where if you have a, a California plate in Portland, you'll get, your car will get destroyed? Yeah, you get honked at a lot and yelled at. You know, it's like the thing is happening that people are moving in, you know, like, uh, I mean, I'm not Californian myself, you know, I, I did live there for a while. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, I guess people are buying in, especially in Portland. Nobody here really is from Oregon. People have just moved in, you know, from wherever, you know, to live in Portland. And Finland. if I understood correctly, when I've been talking with, the, can you call them like Oregon natives, Oregonians? A lot of people sure. say the same thing, that it's like, uh, uh, like, People from like, especially from Silicon Valley, keep moving in here and racking up the prices. So then the actual people from Oregon can't afford to live in Portland because these jerks from the Bay keep moving in. So ah, I don't know if that's true, but I heard the story so many times. So I think that might be the reason. Uh, but no, because it makes, the pandemic, it makes sense. But, yeah, but because of the pandemic, I don't know too many people over here. So we've got like uh, nine to twelve people that I actually like can say that I know of. Because, you know, for the first year or so, I was pretty much just indoors. So, yeah. So what, what in the wrestling world have you been keeping up with lately? Can you repeat that? What in the wrestling world have you been keeping up with lately? What I've been watching or what I've been doing? So, Both. Uh, so, so my last match was in Finland like two weeks ago before that. So... Like I said, I got booked in Idaho and Washington. The thing started like picking up, you know, around like September. We I started training like we couldn't do in-ring practice, so in June we got to do that. So that's great. Got training on, you know, just going to the gym four times a week and then going to the ring, you know, once or twice sometimes, you know. Uh, but on, on you know weekly basis, that was great. And then you're know, starting to get booked, and uh, also realized that. I didn't do my wrestling licenses for this year, so that's why, like, I didn't because you know, a place like uh, like Tennessee and Kentucky, you know, you need the actual wrestling license, 
and it's like a yearly thing. So I didn't feel like applying just for like a couple of months. So hopefully I'll be the. I mean, the contacts are still open, and I can make those travels next year. But uh, gotta get the license redone. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it's nice we have some match important. That's great, you know. It's just like in driving distance for me, and it's like my new hometown. Uh, what I've been watching. So in morning when I wake up and drink my coffee, Alice. Um, so my internet provider gives me Peacock for free, so I get the WWE Network. So I keep watching uh, um, WCW from like '97 because I always liked the stuff, but I never saw it live because wrestling mainly hit Finnish television around 2001, and I started watching around that time. So I'd be very curious. I had the video games, you know, for the Nintendo 64 and stuff, you know. So I like, because I know all the guys, you know, there's like, there's Conan, La Parca, you know, Hector Garza, whatever, you know. So, yeah. Oh, Alex Wright. Alex was one, one of the greatest. Like, very underrated talent. I was like, Alex Wright, you know. Yeah, that's the dance, yeah. That's got to be the dance you do. The, when, when you mentioned you dance to the ring, that's what I thought of. Yeah, it's, it's pretty similar, yeah. Yeah, but I keep going more... He, he stops still. I keep moving forward, you know, because I got to greet all the fans, you know. So that's, but uh, yeah, that's, that's make the entrance one of my favorite, favorite things in the world. I always, I always enjoyed it. So making, making them money is bringing the bills. <laughs> so, we go money maestro. Oh, yeah, so, that, pizza. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess next time fans can just bring me cans of tuna instead, you know, just like keep putting them in my tights. Then I can do like a leg drop or something. I, I would yeah. bring 30 cans of tuna and just stuff them all down your pants and then make you have to deal with taking them out before you wrestle. Yeah, because <laughs> he wouldn't stop you from sticking 30 cans of tuna down his pants. <laughs> of course he wouldn't. He loves that shit. Oh, man. I can imagine if the referee comes to check in, checks the boots, nothing there. They come up to the <laughs> He's like, pulling out what? cans of tuna? <laughs> One can after another. Like, what is this? What is this? Yeah. Yo, and then you and then you like you have one like super super hidden like and then you just like hold it up to the crowd and you just buy somebody with a can of tuna ah i'm in mika mika we got this yeah maybe you guys know like the joey ryan entrance he has the lollipop puts in the crowd maybe we just have like a can opener just open open a can of tuna and keep feeding it to the front row you know just like oh. yeah. ew <laughs> For like a plastic fork with you, just scoop it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 you guys are fucking gross. It's <laughs> funny. I have, <laughs> I have <laughs> a friend. Nico, oh, you <laughs> 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 So good. I like it. Why are you covered in <laughs> What are you doing, Miko? You no, know, I have trying to show that, 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 that I'm, I'm listening. I'm not talking over you guys. So, yeah. Now batting number seven. Well, Miko, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Uh, at Miko Maestro on Insta, not on Instagram, on Facebook, at Miko. Maestro. Maestro. Jesus. 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 Miko Maestro. You got to want it. The, uh, oh, the, the, the cold meds are fucking killing me. Um, at Miko Maestro on Twitter, at Miko.Maestro on Instagram. He also has t-shirts for sale at ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Miko Maestro. Uh, hopefully he gets out to the East Coast in January. As the show progresses, I feel like I look worse and I sound worse. So this will be fun. 
No, you look better. Yeah, so uh, thanks guys for having me. So, so like I said, this is like the fifth time. No, it's not echoing for me, so I can't really hear. Hope you guys can hear me. Um, but thanks, thanks, thanks for having me. Good, good times, and uh, yeah, I'm not gonna talk about wrestling too much, or I don't think I mentioned Ludwig Borg. Although it's the Independence Day, so it's like the most famous Finnish wrestler. Never forget. He was in the parliament. He never ran for president, so. Unfortunately. Is it unfortunate, though? No, no, no man. He, he would have been the only, like... Uh, uh, I mean, no, he never won the championship, though. He cut the Tatanka streak. Uh, but I want to tell about the tags before I leave. So, so that's true. My Instagram and Twitter don't match because um, what happened was... I was I first had Twitter, so I tried to create Instagram and... Name Nico Master was taken. I was like, who, who would take that name? And then it's like a dog. You can look. It's, it's Instagram. This is dog. If you add Nico Master. And then I contacted the owner, like, did you name your dog after me? And they said, like, oh, this is the funniest stuff ever. You know, like, the dog's called Miko. They always call him Maestro. So they made the page Miko Maestro. So. I was thinking, who who up with that name? So that's why I made Nico that maestro. But unfortunately, when I'm back, back on Twitter to change my tag, you can't put dots on the Twitter tag. So now they're separated. All right. Look at that. He's a 10-year-old dog. Oh, he'll be dead soon. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, oh, that dog's smart. He's a little cute guy. <laughs> look at this little feller. Oh, he's gonna oh, death upon a dog and then just say, oh, he's a little cute guy. I didn't wish death upon a dog. Father time good. takes its toll eventually. Dogs don't live very long, people. I hate to be the guy to say oh, it. No, oh, brother. All right, he's 10, so you might be able to get this handle in a couple of years. I'm just saying. <laughs> Do I want the dog to die? No, stop. Don't be ridiculous. Oh, look, he looks so funny. <laughs> All right, so follow Miko Maestro, the dog, on Instagram. And follow Miko.Maestro, the wrestler, on Instagram. Next week, next week we'll have the dog on the show. And if you're ever in Helsinki, <laughs> check out Manscoon Pizza and Kebab. <laughs> there you go. Well, Miko, I guess uh, enjoy your holidays. Have a very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And I guess we'll see you in February. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, let's keep in touch. I'll try to find the download link for the game for Matt. And maybe we can talk about that next time. And just try to avoid. The goal is always talk less and less about wrestling and more about like Finnish culture and Tony Halme and Tony Halme Pro Skater. And I don't know. That's fine with us. <laughs> I think we do a great job. We talked a lot about the Finnish. Uh history and we talked about your video games and we talked about your wrestling yep. good, times. good times okay guys but hey i'll let you have the next guest over and uh we'll see probably february february 14th friends day and february 21st the president's day february 28th um, you gotta you just DM me on the side and let me know what day you want to come back, okay? <laughs> okay uh, I'm glad to hear that I'm still welcome. Thank you. Okay, guys. You're always welcome. Good night. Thanks Enjoy for joining me. Happy holiday. Be safe. Happy holidays, brother. Same to you guys. Miko Meister, everyone. Be sure to follow him. Great friend of the show. The legend. legend.
And if you're new to the show and you don't know the Miko Maestro story, I will quickly tell it to you. We booked our anniversary show last year with surprise guests, and Tony booked Miko Maestro, uh, but didn't tell him it was a surprise. So the night before, when he tagged us on Twitter, like, I can't wait to be on podcast tomorrow night. And I was like, screen capped it and sent it to Tony and Kevin. And I was like, Tony, you booked this guy? I was like, yes, I did. I think it's the, I think it's the best decision we've ever made, to be honest with you. Yo, we're getting so we're a lot of echo. Is something going we are. On? I am too. I am not. Is it from? Is it on my end? No, I don't hear it with you, Matt. But I hear it with myself and Tony. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh no! Oh no! No! I was actually going to leave and come back, but I thought it was me. But Miko had it too. Did he really? I haven't heard any echoing at all. Oh no! Well, maybe we. Maybe this is a good time to take a little break, ski. Oh, I think it's better. I think it's better. Let me leave and come back then. Oh, you sound fine. Like, so do you, me. actually. No. There we go. Right. How do I sound? Oh, you Matt. Like a delight. Like a gem. Uh, Tony, are you leaving us? You got a bunch of shit you got to take care of? Yes, unfortunately. I didn't. Uh, I know you guys were uh, looking forward to having me speak to my boy, Miko. So I wanted to join in for this, but I will be bowing out. Do you, uh, do you care to pontificate quickly? on nwa hard times too yeah it's your baby it was it was an okay show overall i mean the main event was a little uh just kind of there oh, i know uh kevin did you watch it you saw your uh what you didn't, watch. you didn't see it do you know i watch it all right uh matt cardona made his presence felt at the end of the show and sent the pope to the hospital that's right so there's that i have a hot take what's uh -oh. that I would 1,000% much rather see Matt Cardona as the NWA world champion than Trevor Murdoch. You know, a lot of people have been saying that, and I think uh, th there's a lot There's a lot of folds to it. One, I, don't, I mean, they're trying to help Trevor connect, which is good. It's just not there. Two, they've been giving Nick Aldis a lot of time now that he's a face, and I think people like Nick Aldis more now that he's, like, on the good side of things. Um, plus he's in there with a guy like Tom Latimer, who's like really good, but just doesn't get his due. Um, and yeah, for, for some reason, I think a lot of people are of the opinion that, uh, Trevor's better in the chase than he is as the champ, which is a way a lot of the NWA was traditionally booked to begin with. So maybe this is a changing of the, is Matt Cardona the answer? Not sure. Yeah, but, but here Here's the pro here's the flaw in that theory, which I, I usually tend to agree with. If you didn't buy him as the champ the first time, what's gonna change the second time? Is it who he beats? Is it who is it who he finally gets the belt from? Trevor Murdoch? Like if people didn't give a shit about him as the champ the first time, which I totally disagree with because I did, and I do, like what's what's gonna change in that philosophy in terms of well, maybe he just doesn't win the belt back. Maybe he chases and he comes up short and then they open it up for somebody else at this point. You know, we All don't right. need like seven or eight time world champions anymore. We don't, you know? And I mean, Nick Aldis is only a two-time champ. You know, the only guy he lost the belt to was Cody before this. Yeah. Here's an interesting thought. Kate suggests Tyrus. No. I'm go, not go terribly ahead. against that. No. get the, Get out. Kate, I'm not Kate's being I'm not, sarcastic. You're running away with it and I'm not, no 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 no. I'm not on it. I'm not 100% on board with it, but 
I got to be honest with you. I did enjoy the Scion match. Um, first of all, I don't like that the NWA just allows people to come back after they've been banned from ringside, and they just go, "Oh well, no big deal." They're oh, banned. Hold on, hold banned. on, though. It's a no disqualification. It's a no DQ match. I don't even under. I didn't understand the purpose of it to begin with. Well, maybe the Pope just wanted things to be fair, and then that's Pope fine. Might... But there's no, there was no rule set in place. It wasn't like the Tom Latimer Nick Aldis match where if you got disqualified, you were suspended for however long amount of time. The Pope was the special guest referee, and it was a no DQ match. So there was a giant loophole there where he could throw them out, but they could fucking come back. No, I don't. I do... I'm with you. I thought it was dumb as shit. I did like the match, though. I thought Sion looked fantastic in this match. I really do. He was given he was given a lot against somebody that's been destroying everybody, you know. And it was a great it was a great plot device. Pope cost him the match. Now Pope could have been a dick and not counted the pin, but Pope wasn't going to do that. He wanted to call it going to be Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam '97. So maybe we got Sion and the Pope now, but the Pope's moving up. So is the Pope going to be battling with Matt Cardona now? I don't know. I don't know. Look, I just, I, from my point of view, I don't think they did tie, uh, Trevor Murdoch any favors with this. This is his first pay-per-view as a champion. You set up a feud with Mike Knox that nobody fucking saw. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about Mike Knox. Like it would have been better. They should have built a Jax Dane. This, they should have saved Jax Dane for this. And how like, does Jack? I didn't even but he see. he lost too, though. Yeah, how does he fucking lose to Mims? Well, he was getting cocky. That's why. And that's how. But on top of that, he's still got that title shot he can cash in. You know? I just, the, the Matt Cardona character, uh, the way he's reinvented himself as the Deathmatch King and all this stuff, like for him to showing up in the NWA, and he, he was not greeted warmly. Even Trevor Murdoch was like, what the fuck are you doing here? I'm the champion. Like, aligning himself with Knox. And I think Knox looks great. I just think this storyline was shit to there get was us. No, to there was no background to him. He came out and he attacked him at the um, at the show, and that was it. Like, there was nothing there. He didn't even appear on TV. All right. So we, we always use the term reinventing themselves, and it's it's almost kind of played itself out a little bit, but except when someone does it extremely well. Chris Jericho, Matt Hardy. Um, anyone else that you can think of? Off the top of your head, I mean, guys, Randy Orton, Randy Orton, uh, and I'm not putting Matt Cardona in any of those categories. Uh, you know what, Kevin? But I Matt, step you, a character, and I'd say he he's in that category. I think you're right, Matt, because he comes off by saying that he's not a heel. I'm a babyface. I'm a I'm a babyface guy. I've always been a babyface, but he's doing completely stuff that has been outside his comfort zone for so long and what people did not expect of him and still don't expect of him. And just like showing up at NWA, no one saw that coming. He's still, he's a baby face in, in uh, impact, which I actually didn't watch this week, but he's a baby face at impact, but everywhere else he's a complete, like it's the stuff he does with GCW. Like it's incredible. Like even his tweets like are just like, just so good. He, he tweeted a picture with Paro today and he said, this is a uh, happy to run into a real daddy. Unlike that Effie. Oh, wait, That's a that... fucking shame that the end did not win the tag titles. That was I some that bullshit. Was an awesome fucking tag. Match. It was a great match, but that was yeah, some but... bullshit. Yeah, but didn't the rebellion just win the belts? No, they won them a while ago. But the problem is, they've never been really. I think maybe made one appearance on NWA TV. They haven't really been around. I think they. Took so the I guess that, so. That's kind of the same thing as just winning them if they haven't been on. 
right? Like, doesn't that mean the run does? It's like does a tree fall in the woods and no one's around to hear? Does it really? Yeah, but the NWA has been conducting business. Like the Hex has defended the titles how many times already? Yeah, you but they've been saying? defending the titles in like Mexico. Yeah. yeah, but that's not like they don't even mention it on NWA TV. It's like so that's that, on Grada. So that's my point. If they don't mention it, is that is the rain really as long as it is? But then why still have the rain? Like you know what I'm saying? Joe like, Galley mentioned it during the pay per view when they came out. What did they go to Mexico? Whoop de do. Here, Kate says, uh, "Push push Clearwater." Thoughts on that one, Tony? Uh, I was kind of into Clearwater. Clearwater made me laugh when he dressed as Scion for that interview. That was pretty funny. But uh, Clearwater's got to get out of that fucking Black G's, Tyrus, and fucking what's-his-nuts stick. Speaking of getting out of things, I know Kevin got firsthand knowledge of our all-favorite fucking Velvet Time. Oh, boy. The comments about people. And you know what the fucked up thing is? She's bringing Tim Storm down with her. You don't know. the, The comments are like, Tim Storm and Velvet Sky are terrible. No, Velvet Sky is terrible. Tim Storm is fine when he's with Joe Galley. They actually make a great team. Matt, uh, Tony, <laughs> both, I guess. We're all here. Uh, Tim Storm is incredible on commentary. That's what I mean, but he never gets to talk because his fucking stupid ass keeps interrupting everybody. He, uh, I agree. She needs to... You're right. The interruptions... If she chimed in... When no one else was talking, yep. it probably wouldn't be that bad. It wouldn't and, be bad at all. Like, I, I always compare the two because they're so closely related in their career. And now Madison Reigns a wrestler on Impact. But she was so good on commentary because I'm not trying to say. I'm not, all right. So this is going to sound weird, but it's not. She waited. It, it, it goes the same for all categories. She waited her turn. All commentators need to wait their turn, regardless of of what they do. They need to wait their turn. And Madison Rain was so good because not only did she apply insightful thoughts and insightful critiques, she waited her turn just like mm-hmm. you know, that's why I kind of don't like Matt Stryker. Um but like Delo Brown waits his turn. Pat Ma- Pat freaking McAfee waits his turn. Yeah man, it's, it's just I don't they look, Joe Galley's been been like he's had great partners. Him and Jim Cornette were awesome. They replaced Jim Cornette with Stu Bennett. That was an awesome team. Stu Bennett leaves. Tim Storm comes in. That's an awesome team. Why they felt the need to stick Velvet Sky in there, I have zero idea. Maybe because they had May Valentine in the back and they didn't want to overload because they had they have Kyle Davis doing interview duty too. But, oh, my I mean, goodness. Dude. I mean, Velvet Sky still has stuff to offer, and I think she's incredibly – Not on commentary, though. Not no, on agreed. commentary. Agreed. But we don't know that until someone – and listen, people backstage there know a hell of a lot more than we do. I mean, we're just talking as fans here and, and watchers. So maybe they see something in her that we don't, but I I just don't see anything in her as a commentator. Um, and, and, sorry, Tony. I don't want to – Go ahead, interrupt you but you know it's the same thing with our with this show if we talk all over each other no one hears a fucking thing you're trying to watch the, the pay-per-view yeah. tim storm starts talking and then velvet sky's talking over him mm-hmm. you know if we as fans are noticing it someone in production has to fucking be aware of it and this yeah. is not the first she's done it the whole tapings up until hard times someone has to be like to kevin's point you need to wait your turn you don't always you don't it feels like She's like that person in the group that always has to, to chime in. And she yeah. doesn't. She doesn't always have to fucking say something. It's more important if you just wait your turn 
and then you drop your knowledge instead of going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, so-and-so's here, oh my God, oh my God, Melina's a legend, Tim Storm just said she's a legend, though, she's a legend, though, legend, legend, shut the fuck up, Velvet Sky! I'm happy, I'm happy Kobe Carino got a big win, good for him, um, Homicide defeated four people all by himself, so huzzah for that. Yeah, uh, didn't see that Austin, coming. Austin, happy for it. The Austin Aries and Rhett Titus match was fucking unbelievable. They work so well together. It, it was a wow. sick match. I actually felt Rhett, Rhett Titus might pull that one out. Why is Austin Aries back, by the way? Like, why is he a thing? Why not? Because, yeah, why not? Isn't he like a jerk, too? I mean, the whole wrestling business is full of jerks, so... That's yeah. a good point. And he shook he shook Red Titus's hand after the match. They hugged. Everything was respect. I mean, he was a jerk for fucking Johnny Mundo's when he fucking stood up after the Starship Pain and just left the ring. That was a dick move. You know. But he's been around. He wrestled MLW. Uh, yeah, you're right. Long you're long right. Long. I, I, I got to be confusing with somebody else then. No, you're not. You're not. Most no, because he gets he gets on his fucking high horse out there in, in the in the Twitterverse and Instagram and you know, he's fucking, I think he's an anti-vaxxer and I think oh, I don't give a shit about that. If no, a- but, but it starts as that. And then it turns into, well, I know more than you when he's calling okay. name calling okay. people and stuff like that. So he doesn't do himself any favors. Great talent in the ring. Right. Uh, and to Tony's point, awesome match, but yeah, he comes off. He can, you know, comes off as a jerk and the shit he didn't impact. Didn't do him any favors. What do you do in impact again? He walked Great. out on Johnny Mundo after he hit Starship Pain and won the title from him. He just fucking just got up and sold everything and left the ring. Mm. Looks yeah, great. He's shining Wizards pink and black shirt, though. Yeah. And he had some words for um, Don Callis on commentary as he as he left. Yep. So sometimes he could be a bit of a, a bit of a handful. Let's put it that way. How, you know what match I also really liked? Uh, OGK and uh, Stevens and Kratos. Yes. Great storytelling there with Stevens, too. Stevens started out, oh, I didn't mean to poke you in the eye. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it was like, no big deal. No big deal. And then as the rest of the match went on, he became a bigger and bigger dick. It was fucking awesome. Awesome stuff. Uh, were really, they going to win the belts? No way they were going to win the belts. But it was a great story and a great match. I uh, really enjoyed Mickey and uh, Kira Hogan. Good match there, too. That, uh, Matt, like That's another I, one, though. Uh, Tony, like, I, I wrote this. I watched this really late. I watched this at like twelve o'clock to like three o'clock last night. Uh-huh. But I remember writing down in my notes app here: Mickey James, Kara Hogan, match of the night for me. Well, that's a good call. That's that was an incredible. I'd watch that every single day. Just me, just one guy's opinion. No, I mean, it was, it was were, a really good match. There were a lot of good matches on the show. It's just that, like overall, the show just felt kind of there. You know, you think it was because of the restrictions in, in the venue? Yeah, that was weird too. That was weird too. Just like forty or fifty people on camera, and the side seats were open and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I got, over, I got over that pretty quick. Actually, I know I mentioned it in like our, our text, but like I, because I just thought they just didn't sell well. I didn't, I didn't know how it had anything to do with restrictions because everyone else is running shows like whatever, and these oh. guys had thirty-five people there. Overall, good show. Uh, I dare say great. It just kind of felt flat. Like it, it just, it, I mean, it Tony, Mike, Mike Knox is in your main event. I mean, but there was so much other stuff that was good on there, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure Mike Knox is a great guy, but it is what it is. Well, uh, Kevin, you won the picks for, um, the NWA. 
Oh, well, I'm an NWA expert. Clearly. Uh, you went nine and four. Me and Tony went eight and five. Um, uh, we all lost Jack Stain. We all lost Sal Renaro. Sal Renaro uh, was the first guy eliminated, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we oh. completely picked that wrong. Was, uh, all right. So I don't really watch your guys' picks until I pick mine. But that was the one that I was like, I don't know anything about this. So I'm going with what you guys say. Well, they gave, Sal Renaro, Sal Renaro. they gave him promos like now is my time. So I was like, yeah, maybe they'll give him a bone here. He's not going to win the title, but at least he gets to the match. And nope. Uh, we all lost Sion. That sucked. Uh, Kevin took Tommy Lattimore. Yeah. I, I lost uh, Tony one. took Doug Williams. That was a mistake. Um, and I didn't want it. I wanted to take Colby and I changed that one. That pissed me off. What do you think of the Aldous Latimer match? Silly ending. I love the story. Just a silly, goofy ending. It's an NWA ending, though. No, I get it. I get it. I just feel like they they kind of just rushed through that feud to get Nick Aldous a win. Does that sound right? I don't know. No, I don't think it was right. I think there's more meat on the bone, and I think it really elevated Thomas Lattimore. Thank God. Thank God. Because he looked fucking great. What else we got? What else? I mean, that was it from the NWA. I know that from was picks. the wheelhouse. Yeah, all right. uh, no, that was it. We all picked Camille to win. We all picked Trevor Murdoch to win. Um, yeah, Kevin had the rebellion. He was the only one out of the three of us that had it, and that was the one that gave him the uh, the edge. Yep, there you go. And then, uh, you know, you get bo- you both went three and two at, uh, at NXT TakeOver, whatever it's called, War Games. I went two and three. So, uh, Tony, you're 184, 71, and one. Kevin is 178, 77 and one, only six games back now, slowly chopping down. And I am 156 and 99 and one. So I need, uh, I'm, you know, still, still making my picks. All right, sure. All right. With that, I got to get out of here. It's already pushing late. I'm way beyond schedule now there. So beyond. sorry. I know, uh, that. I know, uh, NWA was your wheelhouse. So I want to get yeah. you. A, you I appreciate that. that. All right, boys, enjoy the rest of the show. I will see you guys next week. Thanks, uh, T-Donk. T-Donk is leaving us. We'll see him next week. We got picks this week. Don't forget, final battle. I can't wait. Don't you die. Fucking mother son of a bitch. Kevin, do we want to take a quick break? I think that would be best, Matt. All right, let me cue this shit up here. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We got tons to talk about still. We got NXT, AEW, Ring of Honor, final battle preview. Lots of news and notes and Amy Crimson still to come. So uh very like, excited about that. Canada's own. Amy uh like uh like uh we always say, hold on, let me make sure I have the fucking commercials queued up here. Gotcha. I hope that's the, all right. Uh what do we always say, Kevin? I think it I think it goes like something like like back after this. We know you love shopping at Amazon, and we also know you love listening to The Shining Wizards. That's why you're hearing this commercial right now. But were you aware that you can combine the two, do all your shopping, and support the show at the same time? Well, of course you can. Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and make your purchases the way you normally would. You're going to get the same great low prices, and a portion of whatever you purchase is going to go to support the Shining Wizards. How great is that? You, by purchasing anything that you normally would anyway, is going to support us. That's a win-win in my book. So from now on, when you shop at Amazon, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com or click the banner on our website and do all of your shopping with the Shining Wizards. 
Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb. And every week, we bring you a fistful of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy, and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Journey is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network. And join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. wrestling fans you want something awesome check out wrestling night in canada here on the shining wizards network we're three canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling every episode we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd unique interview as well so grab a cold one and check out wrestling night in canada a eh? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Oh, uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah We're the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we somewhere. go way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. 
We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Roadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, no, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW. And if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. K-A-S-T. Yeah, hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Absolutely right. Take it easy. All right. We are back. I am back. Uh, and that was uh, all those fantastic shows over on the Shining Wizards Network. So be sure to check it out at shiningwizardsnetwork.com. At this time, we're going to take time to thank those that support us over at our Patreon patreon.com slash wizards podcast and for as little as one dollar a month you can support the shining wizards wrestling podcast my recommendation is three dollars a month uh if you can spare three dollars you get uh mentioned weekly on the show and you get uh access to all our bonus episodes uh in the month of november we did two watch longs uh, we did two uh, bonus shows, one to Survivor Series 2006 and uh, Hercules Hernandez, me and Kevin sat down to do. Uh, and I'll give you a little a sneak peek. I am diligently working hard at uh, a profile piece on Bret Hart and WCW. Uh, and I have warned both Kevin and Tony that this is going to be a deep dive. Um I know Kevin doesn't give a shit, nope. but uh, for Tony's sake, if he does not have at least two hours minimum, uh, he should probably sit that out because I am going deep in the Bret Hart and WCW. Not even like like hearsay. I'm literally, I've found a couple great sources and I'm going through every Nitro Thunder pay-per-view and, and pulling every segment that Bret Hart was a part of. Uh, so there's a lot of stories that I completely forgot about. Uh, and a lot that me and Kevin are probably going to end up talking about. So if you're interested in Bret Hart and WCW and you want to hear maybe two of the biggest Bret Hart fans talk about it, patreon.com. My my favorite piece of Bret Hart merchandise ever is actually WCW Bret Hart merchandise. It's the hockey jersey that I have. It's it's incredible. And I will wear it. Well, it's it's an audio only. Maybe I'll wear it the, the show before. All right, there we go. It's delicious. Uh, So right now, let's thank those that support us over at our Patreon. Oh, and of course, if you go up to the $5 level, uh, you get a shout-out. We'll plug whatever you like on uh, the podcast within the means. Obviously, we're not going to promote something that's gross. Uh, And we we scroll your name across the bottom here, which is what's happening now. $10 and above, you get a box of wizardry, minimum three months. And at the end of those three months, you'll get a box of wizardry. I just restocked. Uh, with all the Black Friday sales and boxes for December just went out today. So lots of cool stickers, DVDs, uh, pins, magnets, uh, koozies, fucking all sorts of great wrestling shit. So uh, check it out, uh, patreon.com slash wizards podcast. Of course, we're going to start with Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards, uh, not to be outdone by the king, Manny Kratzo of the Shining Wizards. Excuse me, Danny and Anthony Rusinello, the AOP of the SWP, uh, Sean Toe, Sean Calejo, Ryan Schlong, Brett Simonello. What do you hear? What do you say? Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Kate Hensler over at ondeckic.com, fightful.com, sour graps. 
Mark Order Podcast. I don't know. She does fucking everything. Just follow Kate. She's fucking crushing it over there. Uh, Matt Mellinger, no relationship to the K. J. G. Uh, Matt Mellinger. Christine Friesendorf. Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Uh, it's funny. He actually wished us a happy birthday like two weeks ago. And like four people who who listen uh, jumped in the chat and were like, yeah, happy birthday, Mark. <laughs> there, someone was like, this is low-hanging fruit, but happy birthday, Mark. And I don't it's... think he gets it because I don't think he listens. But But he's so supportive for someone who doesn't listen to the show. I don't know. Some people might just skip the Patreon and the commercials. I have no idea. If you are, you're doing you're crazy. Wow, yeah, uh, Kenny Hossey, the Scotch Drink More. Jay Cop, the Big Cop of Pump. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock, who I'll be seeing this weekend in Baltimore. I'm sorry. Thank you. Michael Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David Henry Bauer III is Pally Antonio Hart. <laughs> I got I to stop because I've never actually hung out with him. He's a great guy. So I, I don't know why I said it like that. I was hoping you would say somebody else. And, uh, I did. Yeah. So David Henry Bauer the third is Pal Antonio Horseman makes this fair amount of music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. <laughs> Matthew Birch, the Matthew Birch, the true prince of fro. Braden Bergen, the LeBron James Hotel Elite Figure Collecting. Yeah, he said hi to us before. Kerry Cowling, who's always doing uh major mark stuff and always rocking that shining wizard's gear. Shout out to Kerry. Uh right. Brendan Haney. Uh the Daily Smart. Get your information wrestling information over at dailysmart.com. Uh, Asian Joe, Matthew Jarvis, Mike Peterson, Rob Humphrey, and last but certainly not least, Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, Kevin. I know what you mean. Put a lot of energy into that one. You did. Yeah. Yeah, All right. That was, a, that was like uh that might be entered into film festivals, I think. Kevin, there's a lot to talk about because it's been a kind of a busy week. Um where where would you like to start off? Can I say how freaking windy it is outside right now? Are it you is, getting that very wind? Windy. I'm getting the wind. I'm getting the wind. Just had to move my car and it's I almost blew over. Oh no. Nah, that was, I saved myself though. Got good feeling. I'm glad. I'm glad you All saved right, yourself. Matt. So where do I want to start? Matt, I will leave that up to you, my friend, because oh boy, you are so... the you are the paragon of virtue for this show. So you need to you need to direct the flow, and I'll just chime in and enjoy it. Let's talk about a little AEW, shall we? Oh, I'm all in with AEW. My new uh, my new favorite uh, weekly episodic television show on the planet. Are we doing Dynamite? Yeah, I guess right. No, no. I mean, is that your favorite new? Weekly oh yeah, 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 television? yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 100 percent in on Rampage. I mean, it's cool. It's so funny. Like, I, I stay home Friday night, and I, I literally was like, all right, I'm looking forward to Rampage. I'm looking forward to Rampage. Looking forward to Rampage. Ten o'clock hits. I forgot Rampage was on. Okay. Like, does that? Is that just? Is that a me issue, or is that Rampage starting too late? Uh, I think that might be a me issue. A you issue. A you issue, not a me issue. A me issue. Yeah. You did have a little trouble remembering the big steel was on last week. Well, first of all, his name is the big deal. Craig Steele. He's the big steel. He's the big steel. Because he's a 
Because anytime you get Craig on a podcast, it's a steal. Yes. That's right. I like that. That's great. No, I, I was literally like, literally looking forward to Rampage all that night. And literally once 10 o'clock hit, I forget what the heck I was watching. I think I was watching like Chopped or something. Or like Sorry. Guy's Grocery Games. All right. Not SmackDown. I watched a little bit of SmackDown. Okay. Uh, which I actually really enjoyed the open. I know we're talking AEW right now, right? But I really enjoyed uh, the opening of SmackDown. But we can get to that later. We can get to it now if you want. Uh, the the whole uh, Brock, Sami Zayn stuff was delightful. Did Didn't he? Did he? Uh, he he swoggled uh, Sami Zayn into giving up his title shot against Roman Reigns. Right? Is that what right. happened? But- Yes, but it was done so brilliantly. No, no, he he swoggled him into swoggled. What? That's weird. I don't um, know. He 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 bamboozled him. It's a better one into uh, using his opportunity because he won the battle royal last week, I believe. So he uh, bamboozled him into using his title shot that night instead of day one, day one ish, because um, Brock wanted to use that, and then Brock completely was a saboteur and uh, uh, helped Roman defeat Sammy so uh, Brock could be day one-ish. They're really uh, loading up that day one uh, pay-per-view, huh? Dude, day one-ish. What do we got? We got Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and Big E in a triple threat, right? That's the thing. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, We got Brock and Roman. And Roman. Uh, we got the Usos Reigns. defending the SmackDown titles against uh, King Xavier Mabel and Woods. Sermo. Yeah, that's pretty interesting stuff, dude. It's a big card. Like, like it, it, it's it benefits me that I don't like I choose one night of the weekend to go out. So the other night, I so usually it's Saturday night I go out. Friday night I stay home and watch wrestling. Okay. So it's it, it's decent. It's not bad. It's a it's a good card, and I mean. There's a lot of bad things on the shows, but when they put the card together, it it ain't it ain't bad. I I'd prefer a different way sometimes to get there, but a lot of the stuff they've been doing uh, hasn't been terrible. Would you say they're more of a pay per view company versus a weekly television company? They are 100 percent a better in ring product show as opposed to a story and um yeah story driven show 100 percent. That I think anyone with a half a brain can tell you that, and I have less than that. So oh, Scott Steiner style. That's right, thirty-three uh, percent. So that's the big news there in the WWE. Uh, they're really yeah. gearing up to this day one, right? Uh, yeah, we don't oh. got to go nuts about it because again, I'm not super up to date with it. No, so. we don't have to get. But there was some other interesting news. Jeff Hardy reportedly uh, decided he was just done wrestling and walked out through the crowd. All right, so that's that's what the story is. I know well, he got. He was teaming with Xavier Woods and Drew McIntyre against yes. the Bloodline, which is Roman Reigns and the Usos. He spent oh, yeah. most of the match in the ring and was said to be more sluggish as the match continued. Uh, and this is all being reported from PW Insider. Uh-huh. Uh, he reportedly made a hot tag to McIntyre and then walked out through the yeah. crowd, followed by security, uh, and did not return to the ring after Woods and McIntyre won. Yeah, so. I'm hoping that this is just listen, he's not young. He's 
and if he was working the majority of the match, for some reason, that doesn't seem right to me. Like, he's not, I mean, he's Jeff Hardy, but like, he's not Jeff Hardy at 26. He's Jeff Hardy at like 40, whatever he is, 41, 42, whatever he is. So he shouldn't be working the majority of a six-man tag team match. Like, I get it. You're with two younger guys that are highly more profiled than you. So they should get like a hot tag, whatever. But Jeff Hardy should not be brunting the load. And I'm hoping that's that's all this is. And it's not a, you know, another alcohol or drug type thing. I don't think anyone's speculating that that's the case at all. So I didn't want to throw that out there. Do you think he's just kind of over it? I think the, he's burnt uh, out. I, I think he's, he's burnt just out. over like the, the touring. Like he's probably talks to Matt and. You know, Matt's got his AEW gig, and then if he wants to do independence, I'm sure he's contracted to do that. But does Jeff Hardy want to, you know... Well, Jeff Hardy had the chance to to not resign, and he did, because he just wanted the... Like, which I, I don't blame him for, because sometimes the financial stability is like knowing that you're going to work and your paycheck is going to be there every week is a is a mind... It's not, it's not commonplace anymore. Sadly, it's not commonplace in 2021 anymore. Do you think he's frustrated by the fact that, um, what he's working with freaking happy, happy no, dance time in the, USA? You're in, the main, you're in the main event. You're in the. Oh, main I agree. Event. You think he's just unhappy with the travel and and he's been doing it for fucking twenty five years? Yeah, I think he's burnt out. It happens, and and that's why. And here's what I love about uh, AEW, and I and I don't know any sort of inner workings of what they do or why this is why they do it, but they allow people to like, all right. Take some time off. You're good. When was the last time we saw Lance Archer on AEW? And I don't know it's if it's for, I know he I had, and I don't know if, for what reason it is. I don't know if it's the same thing. But I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, they let people rest. Like, let them rest. Uh, Matthew Birch over here chimed in. He said, "There's a clip in a full match out there. From what I saw, it just seemed like Jeff Hardy was legit hurting physically, and then just left after the tag." Okay, so maybe he maybe got injured in the ring, which I would. Then you just got to go. Yeah, but then why does WWE feel it necessary to send him home? If he, I mean, well, maybe they. All right, so the lingo might be look, tricky look, here. Like, click. You think someone in the WWE PR department would be like, "Look, we've been fucking laying people off like crazy in the last eighteen months. If we say we're sending him home, let's say he's been sent home due to an injury." Nah, I mean that's fair. That's fair. He Jeff Hardy got hurt in a match, and we decided it's best take to take him off, him off the road yeah. and send him home. That's a great point. It'll be an interesting story to follow. But, uh, I mean, all right, listen. So, I mean, Jeff Hardy is, he's literally what his character says he is. He's an enigma. So, I don't want to say that he, this is a tough one, and I'd rather actually not comment on it more. So, it's just like, it's crazy to speculate on something like this. So, if he was hurt, I hope that's the case, which is also crazy to say. Well, let's see how it plays out, my friend. That's right. We'll see how this plays out. Uh, other WWE news that Vince McMahon Netflix stuff is that series uh, is set to drop in 2022 on the Netflix. Netflix. Is this the this isn't the documentary, is it? Yes, it is. The docu-series. Is this the Bradley Cooper vehicle? Or, or is this the Thor vehicle? No, Thor's playing Hogan, right? Thor's playing Hogan. Um, 
the WWE is developing the Vince McMahon, the United States of America versus Vince McMahon. This is not that. That's a steroid trial. Yes. Uh, and that's something that WWE and Blumhouse Media are doing, the United uh, States Blumhouse. versus Vince McMahon. This is a Vince McMahon uh, docuseries with Bill. Um, Bill Simmons is the executive producer. All right. So Bill Simmons does – Matt, you know Bill ESPN, big wrestling fan, does – Great job! Great jobs, everything that he's ever done. Really, to be honest with you, he did the, uh, the he did the Andre documentary on HBO. That's actually on Peacock now. Nice, I think. Pretty sure, ninety five percent. So that was some news, and then um, it looks like uh, DDP is going to be the next guest on Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions. Yeah, and speak of the devil, Jeff Hardy was the last one, which I had not watched yet, which I've been dying to watch. Have you watched any of those since, like, anyone, like, like, have you watched a Bobby Lashley and the Seth Rollins ones? I watched the Seth Rollins one. I did not see the Lashley one. I just have to find time. Yeah, that's what it is. That's you know, last week was all was all fucked up for me. I didn't, um, I felt I, we did the Survivor Series thing last week, and then I, I went to work, and I didn't feel good Saturday, and I was sick Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> oh, right now. Excuse me. Sunday, uh, Wednesday, um, the the boss gave me and the wife off, and he said, "Take my take the business card and go take out my to wife, dinner. please." Uh, he said, "Take the business card, go out to dinner for your birthday." So I had an impromptu dinner reservation at the Capitol Grill Wednesday night. All right, uh, All over right, here. So Matt, what did you have at this dinner on your boss's dime? What did you What did you go with? Uh, I drank a bunch of margaritas. Good for you. Um, we started with a tuna tartare appetizer. Was the tuna tartare on a pizza? It was not. It was no. not. It was some delightful tuna tartare. Then I had a wedge salad, uh, and she had a regular salad. Then I had a 10-ounce filet with uh, some uh, potatoes au grand. Um, and we shared some of that. And what else did she have? You had the filet. Fries. What was the what was the grant? You had the, was the filet al grant? No, the potatoes were al grant. Uh, the filet was <laughs> the filet was fucking banging. The filet was awesome. Right. Uh, and then we had some dessert. So what did she have? That was your filet. What was her? What, what did she have? She the has potatoes. my wife had sea bass. Ah, sea bass. Kick his ass, sea bass. Uh, Asian Joe. You're wrong. Fancy date night can only be done at Applebee's. You've been listening to that dumb song too much, Asian Joe. For someone who worked at someone who worked at Applebee's, I can tell you nothing fancy ever happens at an Applebee's. Uh, what is, I heard someone say, oh, "What is this, Matt? Can you de- decipher what Kate means by this?" I heard someone say, "Smackdown is fun if you don't follow it," which is sad and very true. So it's fun if you don't watch it. Right. If you don't follow it, if you don't watch it week by week, it's probably an enjoyable. Oh, okay. Thing. Gotcha. 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 That makes sense. So yeah, I just been busy, and then I was sick, and then uh, Rhiannon went on her uh, duck hunt Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So was there uh, a dog there? There was a dog there. Nice. Um. So I've just been working a lot. So I haven't had. I I finally had a chance to catch up on the NWA today. I watched Ring of Honor today because I'm preparing for. I have a very big wrestling week. I'll be going out to Long Island Wednesday for AW. Um, and then Saturday, we'll be going down to Baltimore for Final Battle. Oh, boy. 
Uh, and what's, that, what's, what's, what's that crew shaping up to look like? Who's on, who's on that uh, bus trip? Just me, Kate the Great, and uh, Aunt Russ. All right, the core, then, the, uh, the core of the group. The Milwaukee Tom decided last minute to fly out, so he'll be in the Baltimore vicinity. Now, who is Milwaukee Tom? The Mott Spock. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I could never tell which which Nick which name he's going by. He I lives. Mean. He's many. He's a man of many, yeah. many uh, acronyms. He's like a Finnish prime minister. Oh, let's talk some AEW, Kevin. Oh, let's do it. AEW Dynamite Wednesday night. <laughs> I finally got a chance to watch it um, on Saturday. Love the Brian Danielson. Love this character. Uh, it's it's he's so fucking fantastic at what he does. Uh, I think everyone's aware that he is a fantastic wrestler, but the fact that he could be uh, heel or babyface, and I think we saw that towards the end of his WWE yeah. run when he was the the world's save the green save the planet champion. Um, and, and I think this surprises a lot of people that he comes out here and he's this fucking complete uh, prick, which I fucking love. Yeah, the only thing with this, and this is just nitpick, Kevin. I I, I agree a hundred percent. I love Daniel Bryan as a oh god, Brian Danielson as a as a bad guy. It just happened so freaking fast, and for no no real reason other than that he wants like what like what does he want? Like he wants the belt, world right? title. Yeah, which is fine, and he earned it. So right, why but not? He also, you he gets that reaction because the fans are invested in the the Hangman Page character. Yeah, which is Matt. That's a great point, and it actually speaks to how. And there was a lot of debate whether or not Hangman Page could carry the company as a top babyface when you have CM Punk, when you have Daniel Bryan, oh God, Bryan Danielson, uh, when you have even uh, like I mean, I mean Kenny Omega's kind of it. Adam Cole gets the biggest reactions out of anybody on the show, and the fact that Daniel Bryan can help elevate uh, Adam Page. I think is a valuable tool that cannot be undervalued. And they, uh, and they announced winter is coming. They announced it. I think before dynamite last week, uh, December 15th in Garland, Texas, we're going to get uh Brian Danielson, Kenny, uh, Brian Danielson, hangman page. Yeah. Free, uh, the winter is coming is I believe where sting debuted last year. And it is where John Moxley lost the title to Kenny Omega. So this is a big, this this is a big show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. That's what I was waiting for. Tony, Tony would have, Tony would have ate that up, but he's gone. So, um, couple other things I took from Dynamite. I like the CM Punk Lee Moriarty match. Uh, I like the CM Punk MJF stuff more after. Them going back and forth, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, let me ask you this: Do you think CM Punk is letting too many? Such a weird question to ask. Do you think CM Punk is letting too many people give him too many competitive matches, or is that just what what we're gonna? That's what CM Punk is in AEW. I think that's what he is in AEW. I think it also. If you're going to realistically think about it, he was out of the game for seven years. The game's changed greatly in seven years. Um, so he still probably has to shake that ring rust off. I think that's what he's there for, though. 
I don't think he's going to be your world champion. I think he's there to work with these young kids and make the wrestling industry better. So you don't think there's a, a, a time and place where CM Punk is the AW champion? I don't think so. I'm not saying it won't happen. I just don't see it. I I think he 100% has to be. Because especially if they if they run a show in Chicago, again, which they love to do, and Chicago is basically, I think we can all agree that Chicago is the home of AEW, much like uh, New York is the home of WWE, right? Chicago is the home of AEW, right? I think that's a fair statement. Well, I mean, Jacksonville to a lesser extent. No, I think, just... I think, but that's where All Out is. That's where that's yeah. the inaugural yeah. show is. I think that's a fair assessment. So imagine CM Punk. Like CM Punk still like gets huge reactions like every single time. So like imagine him winning the AEW championship, and listen, it it, it doesn't necessarily have to hurt. Like, what if he beats? What if Daniel? Now does Daniel Bryan win the championship at some uh, point? Maybe. Look, I don't think it's, I don't think they're bad choices. I just don't think it's essentially set in stone, and it's not necessary now. I'm not saying it has to happen, you know, in February. Or March, but like next year, if this time next year, like we're talking about a Daniel Bryan CM Punk match in Chicago, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I'm not against it. I just I I don't see it right now. Um, And like you always say, it's episodic TV, and why not put fucking CM Punk on your TV every week? Exactly. Especially when you give someone like Lee Moriarty a shot to shine. Yeah. Um, And who did he? I mean, I don't. The QT Marshall thing was goofy. Um, two weeks ago, and you know, MJF loved to bust his balls about that, but um, yeah, why not put him on TV? Yeah, I, and I, I 100% um, agree with, with the episodic television thing. Like, Winter is Coming is not, it's it's so weird. Like, 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 here's the difference between WWE and AEW and how they promote big time shows that aren't pay shows. Like, WWE would be like Raw Reunion. Like, we'll be like, you know, 25th at like the new season. We'll be this. Where AEW is like, winter is coming. Here's a freaking huge main event. It's a pay-per-view main event. Yeah. So it's, it's just, you know, and look, when they do, you know, you know what you're getting every fucking Raw reunion. Yeah. Tatanka and IRS. Yeah. It's the same recycled bullshit. So yeah. whatever. Um. I didn't. Uh, I didn't understand the Adam Cole Orange Cassidy thing. All right. So, like, why? Like, don't have both guys make an entrance. Just have them fucking do it backstage. I get you have to have. You want to give the the Adam Cole pop and have well, that's do you. That's that's it. And I completely support it. Completely support um, it. Uh, Wardlow with a squash match that turn when when he turns on MJF is going to be fucking bonkers. So here's the thing. I agree with you. And I I want Ward because I think Wardlow is a, is a megastar. I, I thought that since he walked in, he just had every he had the, the look and everything like that. But I don't know if everyone else even turning on MJF, the most hated guy on the planet. I don't know if that will gravitate people to Wardlow any more than doing something else. I think people want it. I think when it because he's always the guy who steps in to defend MJF. Right. I, the story's there. He's essentially, you know, he's Batista. He's Virgil. He's Diesel. He, Diesel. Exactly. The story is there. 
But now will people care enough about Wardlow enough as people cared about <laughs> I can't believe I'm comparing Wardlow to Virgil. But people I mean, it, people it, cared it, about Virgil. Yeah, no, of course. Look, in it, if it's done properly and the timing is right, you can't do it when, you know, let's fa- we'll go fantasy book here. We you can't do it when fucking CM Punk and Brian Danielson are fighting over the AEW world title. Like it's gotta be you have to pick the moment. Yeah. You know, you have to find the time when once you make that turn, you can take that turn and use it for Wardlow to be highlighted. Yeah, I mean, of course, if if, it, if it's done and like like Virgil was done right, Batista was done right. Like even though Batista, uh, Randy Orton, he was turned on, but it, it was done right. Right. You just have to find the to- the spot to do it. Kate suggests, does Wardlow win the diamond ring? Like the giant winning World War Three, and then Hogan thinking, mm. That's, "There's that the, the battle." Royale I'd like to see. Week. I'd like to. I'd like to see MJF like never lose that. Now this is the, the the ring is now MJF is in this, so this is to determine who wins the the ring. Yes, the right? third MJF annual. has to defend it in the battle royal. He will be in the battle royal. Yes. Uh, I, part of me wants to see MJF just keep winning it, but. Like when's the next pay per view? Uh, the next pay per view is going to be Revolution in February. All right, so that's not that long. So if I no, they have to, they have Winter is coming, and then I think they're doing something Battle of the Belts when they move over to TNT. Yes, that's the first. Whatever. That's the first uh, Dynamite on TBS, I believe. I think it's a Saturday night special. Ooh, look at that! First Dynamite will be well, is the one in Newark that we're going to. January 5th, that's right. Yes, and then I think the 8th is uh, the Battle of the Belts. Is that in Newark too? That's a great question. I don't know. Is it it's not taped the same night? I don't think so. Oh, then it, it might, is it back in that UBS place? Or I don't know. No. I haven't heard anything about it. Hmm, interesting. Uh, what else happened on Dynamite? Uh, Sting wrestled in a tag match against the Gun Club. And and this is a, a thing that people like people like upset me sometimes. Like, oh, the like, why is Darby Allen working with the Gun Club and why is Sting working with the Gun Club? Because it makes sense. And this is what AEW does so well. They're able to utilize certain talent that might not be on a pay per view, but they project they produce storylines that work for TV matches. And this is a great TV match. It's Billy Gunn. It's Sting. I get it. No one no one really cares about Billy Gunn. I understand. And I understand if you feel that way. I care about Billy Gunn. That's just me. But what they do is they they progressively produce storylines that are good for TV to get to where you need to be on pay-per-view. And I know we're not seeing Billy Gunn versus Sting on pay-per-view. At least I hope not. I hope that's not a pay-per-view match. But it's just like people have to like remember like when wrestling first started on cable television, like you were getting like Yokozuna versus Coco Beware. You were getting Stuff that had nothing. It was just a match. It were cold matches, as they say. Now you're getting storylines for a TV product, and it works. I care more about the gun club now than I did five months ago. I just do. Yeah, no, I, I agree. All right. I'm with you. I, I Look, it's it's episodic television. You know, you have to give us. Um... All right. So now Kate makes a good point. Now you could pick or choose who you want in the certain positions. Yes, of course, I'd rather see Ricky Starks 
than uh, Billy Gunn, of course. I agree with that. But does that work for for a program with, with Sting? Whereas, isn't Ricky Starks already doing something? He's in Team Taz. I don't know if he's clear to wrestle. And Dante Martin just joined Team Taz, right? Yeah, so and maybe they're just waiting for the, you know, it's absence makes the heart grow fonder. Maybe they're just, you know, maybe yeah. Ricky Starks is the one who comes after Sammy next and takes that title off of him. Yeah, and I agree. And this is what we, it brings us back to what they do, just letting people breathe and let them come back. Because the roster isn't like we, the roster isn't small. No, it's so, big. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a big roster. And it's only getting bigger and stranger, Kevin. I don't know if you saw this. Uh oh. Um, so Marina Shafir, am I saying that right? Schaefer. Schaefer. She was on AEW uh, Dark Tapings in Orlando. All right. As was the current Ring of Honor Pure Champion, Josh Woods. I think I did see Josh Woods on AEW, actually. Well, he was at the tapings. I don't know if those... Oh, they were backstage. But didn't didn't Schaefer or Shafir, 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 Kakun work? I don't know. I haven't I haven't watched AEW Dark in ages. I just know they were both at the tapings in Orlando this past weekend. Right. But that's, you know, it's huge. No, I mean, that... Now, was... Was Marina ever? Was she one of Ronda Rousey's? Yeah, she oh, was she was. NXT. Okay, yeah, she was one of those NXT girls. Yeah, so she was. Yeah, okay, never mind. All right. Yeah, so it's just they're just you know you say that the roster's not small and it's not getting smaller. It's getting it seems like it's getting bigger uh, with all the news. You know, we talked about it briefly before we fired up the live show. Like Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, like their future is very much up in the air. I, yeah, I'm not even a like I'm not a reporter. I'm not anything like that. So I'm not even going to try to speculate on that. But if I were both of them, like I, I don't know. Maybe if I was Kyle O'Reilly, I'd go. But if I was Gargano, I'd probably. If you get if Gargano gets moved up to like the main roster, I don't know. Maybe I'd stay. I don't know. It's just tough. It depends on if you're having fun or not. I guess that's true. Do you want to wrestle or do you want to get your head shaved and be somebody's manager? Is that what Gargano is? No, that was the idea that was pitched to Adam Cole to get his head oh, shaved. Yeah. He would and be his manager. And, and now he's literally more over than CM Punk and Brian Danielson in AEW. He is. Uh, he is. Oh, he's fantastic. We haven't even begun to see like the tip of the iceberg with him. Yeah. Fantastic. Former guest of the Shining Wizards podcast, by the way. Very true. Uh, Ruby Soho defeats, defeats Chris Statlander in the TBS Championship Tournament. I thought this was a very good match. Awesome. A lot of fun. Good to see Chris doing her thing. Great stuff. Uh, Friday's Rampage, we'll see Sammy Guevara take on Tony Nese. Death Triangle against FTR. Uh, this Wednesday's Dynamite, we have the Battle Royal. Brian Danielson against Johnny Silver. And uh, Rio against Jamie Hayter. No, Nice Guevara happened already. yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then we had the main event. We had the Cody Rhodes and Drade Street fight. I thought this was phenomenal. Um, I couldn't really tell what was going on with Cody's back. I could only assume that there was some kind of Vaseline or some kind of. That's what I said. That's... Some kind of something on there to keep it from turning into uh, old crispy, crunchy skin. I initially thought it was crispy, crunchy skin, which should be a great cereal, by the way. You should make that <laughs> <laughs> crispy, crunchy skin. Delightful. 
But I th- I thought that's what it was at first too. And then once you saw what happened, you're like, oh, that's got to be. It could have still been, but uh, I thought it was like then I thought it was like clumps of Vaseline just kind of molding that they didn't do a great job, or it could have been glue. I don't even know. Yeah, you know, it's a great great point. And I didn't see any reports, but I did see the pictures after. Homeboy got fucking charred up, really charred up. Like that's like your fillet that you had at dinner. On your if, my did, if my fillet looked anything like that, it was going back, my friend. That's a good point because you don't want a, a well done fillet. Oh, medium, medium rare is always what you got to go with. With a it was delightful, but uh, I really, dizzy. I really, really like the street fight, and uh, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought Cody really pushed the fucking envelope and did some really fuck. Him and Andrade did some crazy shit. Yeah, um, you know, it's just. And, and that's a great another another great thing that AEW does is that they just they don't put the same people in the main event every freaking week like on Dynamite. It's it's different programs that deserve the spotlight in the main event like all the time, and this is an example of it. And it's it's just like it's just it's refreshing, is what it is, Matt. Yeah, and it was strong, and I still don't I still don't understand that Cody hate, and I don't think I ever will. So I'm just gonna stop asking about it. Yeah, I'm done with it because I don't understand it either. Got no, I enjoyed it. Faced. I enjoyed this dynamite, and uh, and I'm looking forward to this Wednesday. I know it's gonna be a long fucking day because we're gonna do dynamite, and then I'm sure they're gonna tape rampage. And getting out to Long Island is a pain in the balls, but I'm fucking excited, man. Why'd you take the train? Yeah, I fucking hate mass transit. Mm. Oh well, RIP. I hate, I had it. I hate, you know, I have to, I have to be there. I got it. I got okay. it. Okay. <laughs> no selling son of a bitch. I got to be there at a specific time. I got to rush. You know, I don't want to be fucking chasing a train down. If I miss this one, then I got to spend a fucking hour waiting for the other one. I just rather fucking drive and get it over with. All right. Uh, I did not see dynamite. Uh, did you, uh, dynamite. Jesus Christ. Rampage. I caught like uh, the last half hour. I think. Okay. Um, run down the matches for me. Let me all let you know. Uh, Sammy Guevara, Tony Nice. Which that did that kick off the show? Or was that the yeah. main event? All right, yeah. that kicked off the show. So I missed that, which is why I was so pissed off because, like, I, I have a lot of good Tony Nice stories right now. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, Jade Cargill squashed uh, the kick demon. Yeah, and Thunder Rosa got involved in that, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, pushed uh, Mark Sterling out the way. Yep. Uh, and then the uh, the main event was FTR against uh, Penta and Pac. I yeah, I did see this. This was awesome. Sometimes, so yeah. I mean, Rampage is is, and again, something that I I just complimented AEW like Dynamite about is what I'll probably maybe be hypocritical about with Rampage. It just seems like I'm gonna get a lot of heat for this. It just it just seems like thunder. Like it just doesn't seem as important yet to me. And I get why why that is, but it's just uh, it's just I got I need I need I need uh, I need Rampage to get to another level right now. I think you know what I think I need Rampage to be two hours. Oh, calling for a two hour Rampage. How about that bold statement right there? Give it to All me right. from nine to eleven or eight to ten. How how about right? Okay, a badass a badass woman. Oh she yeah, gonna, she gonna ground and pound, kick your ass. And then walk away pretty woman style. Like, you work on commission? I thought you did. Amy Crimson joins the show. Amy, how are you tonight? I'm good. I just finished work, honestly. 
So. All right. So this is the perfect way for you to unwind. <laughs> uh, joining the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast uh, to talk all things Amy Crimson. Amy, doing a little research on you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we came. I came across the uh, the Vince Russo stuff. The uh, he, I put me over whatever. Fifteen it, minutes. It, it seemed like it was a little weird. Was that a weird experience for you? Um, honestly, loving wrestling my whole life. Like, it was actually a cool experience to like get to talk with Vince Russo because like he like literally made all the wrestlers that I like fell in love with as a kid. So it's like to get advice from Vince Russo. That was that was like I think one of the coolest one of the coolest experience I had ever since being a wrestler. What what were some of those wrestlers that Vince Russo created that you fell in love with? Um, obviously Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, The Rock, Undertaker, um, the Chris Jericho gimmick, Edge, the Brood, Brood, the Hardys, all those. Oh wow! Yeah. All right. That was that's a, all right. There, that was, that basically <laughs> summed up the attitude error. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the idea of the video. It felt like it was going to be more of you getting an opportunity to shine, and he kind of just felt like he kind of took the reins on the interview. It was a little weird. Mm-hmm. That's just my perspective. Though. But he covered a lot. Wrestling fans, since you were a little girl. Um, when do you get into the MMA world? Because we know you're at Battle Arts. You know you're training under uh, Santino. But when do you decide, like, professional wrestling is what I want to do, but I also want to beat the shit out of people and get paid to do it? Um. So what happened was is that I first started at Battle Arts Academy, I believe, four years ago. So I had to be, like, 19. And first, the first thing Anthony Santino Morello said was if you're gonna do wrestling, you have to cross train. So at first, I went into wrestling, and then he had judo. So I was like, oh, so he was teaching judo. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna try judo. And then I fell in love with judo. Like ever since I started doing judo, like I just fell in love with like the flipping aspects of everything, like the takedowns, the submissions, and all that. So it just kind of like intertwined with my wrestling. And I've been doing it ever since. So like for the past four years, I've just been doing like MMA, judoka, and all that stuff, like with my wrestling, which helps. Do you find yourself incorporating a lot of judo throws and moves into your wrestling repertoire? Oh, yes, of course. Like if you look at some of like my shine in the beginning of the match or some of like my movements, a lot of the judo is in it as well as the submission base. So like there's a lot of submissions that I learned that I try to incorporate into my wrestling style. Is it just judo or have you dabbled in any other sort of MMA? Like I know Brazilian jiu-jitsu is like a big thing. I know like all the all these other things are, are still out there. Is it just is it just judo that you find more appealing and what is it about it that you uh-huh. do? I've dabbled in a lot because at Battle Arts, we have a lot of martial arts. So I've dabbled in Muay Thai. I dabbled in kickboxing. I dabbled in boxing. I've dabbled in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, as well as MMA classes, and as well as Judo. So I've been in all of them, majority of them. All right. So I know you're from Mississauga, right? Uh, Ontario? Yeah. All right, so I'm I'm not doing this to blow smoke. I literally have this hanging up every single podcast that we do. So I just want to stand up for a second and 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 show you that back there, the old uh, Canadian flag that I have there. <laughs> Big Canadian flag. 
that I have uh, draped uh, on my workbench studio here. So let me ask you this: what's what's wrestling like in Canada? Uh, is it is it still as as popular as it was in like the the hard days and all this stuff? Is it still is it still growing? Yeah, there there's so much there's so many promotions in Canada, um, let alone in Ontario because that's where I'm based out of. There's so many like small promotions, and then there's big ones with like Scott Demore's like school in Windsor and stuff like that. And then when you go out like to Alberta and Calgary, there's like the I think Stampede, the one owned by Natalia and I think Tyson Kidd. And then there's the Storm Academy and all that. So, like, it's very enriched with wrestling. And, like, the wrestling fans are, like, they're crazy because they love their wrestling. So, there's always wrestling in Canada. It's awesome. Right. For those not familiar with Amy Crimson, can you explain the Crimson Squad? So, the Crimson Squad was something that my coach kind of made up because, like, there was like a group of people that when I was starting out that they would just love me and cheer for me. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to call my fans the Crimson Squad because one, like I like having a squad around and I'm like, I like enjoying the crowd and everything and I enjoy my fans and I appreciate my fans. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to call my fans the Crimson Squad. So if you guys are a fan of me, you guys are part of the Crimson Squad. So that's how it just started. And start out as a joke, and then I just I ran with it, kind of thing. You got it's branding, branding. Amy Crimson <laughs> and the Crimson Squad. Uh, if you're hearing our voices and you're not watching along live, follow Amy on social media at Amy underscore Crimson on Twitter and at Amy Crimson XOXO on Instagram. Um, so you're based out of Canada. Obviously, yeah. the pandemic has been a disaster for everybody. Uh, how did that affect you? Because I know that you you mentioned you've only been training for four years or so, and this seems like it's been going on forever, but it's only been about two years, the pandemic. So obviously that impacts your ability to travel to the States. Uh, How have you managed that free time and what have you been doing to get yourself uh, more prepared for the world of professional wrestling? Um, so I've been mostly building my brand. So trying to get on as many podcasts as possible to get like Amy Crimson known as much as possible, even though if like I couldn't wrestle as much because of the pandemic, I tried to get on as many podcasts as possible. Again, the Vince Russo podcast, the Lucha Libre online podcast, just like a majority of them as well. I've been mostly trying to build my character to make it better. Then when I come back and I go back into the ring like full time again, Um, as well as I've been like focusing on like my in ring work, my fitness as well, like trying to perfect that. So like my goal is to be better than what I was when I was wrestling full time. And then I also got my personal training certification and my nutritionist certification so that I could basically build myself throughout the pandemic. So most people during the pandemic were like watching Netflix and like, just chilling no i was just working hard trying to make sure that i was like fit i was like in school and i was just trying to keep busy throughout the whole pandemic to be honest so how who do you get your advice from is santino morella that hands-on in terms of telling you to do these sorts of things or is this something that you've kind of taken the initiative on your own for um both so he always told us that we're our biggest promoter kind of thing so like he can only help us with so much it's only that we have to promote ourselves as much too. So like he always told us, you're always your biggest promoter. 
you're always like basically your brand so what you are is your brand so you basically promote yourself as much as possible um anthony does help me with a lot of stuff um he gave me so much advice like backstage politics everything like wrestling backstage politics just he told us that you have to basically be the best person you possibly can like say hi to even if it's the cameraman the sound crew the bell ringer say hi to them say bye to them make sure you say hi to everyone make sure you say bye to everyone kind of thing so it's basically he learns us like he teaches us like everything basically in the business like how to gain respect how to be respectful to others how to be respected in the business kind of thing so it's actually really cool that he's able to help us because i know some coaches they don't tell you a lot of the politics and stuff but he goes the extra mile to help us with everything you know what i mean that's pretty cool let me ask you the nutritionist stuff and all that jazz we had a guest on earlier um oh, he has some pretty gross eating habits so i just need to i need to talk to this about somebody who's level-headed and maybe is not uh you know trying to side with said guest where do you stand on tuna fish on pizza Wait, what? Yes. Tuna fish on pizza. That's my girl. That's a good her the face that Amy Crimson just made was the face I had on during the whole Miko Maestro interview. It's disgusting. He had a fucking pizza. So right. angry. It makes me so angry. He had a pizza with shrimp, clams, tuna fish. Ew. All right. And, I hate and, fish. Okay. All right. So clearly she doesn't have an opinion she just hates she hates fish so that, that that question would have never gone over well with her correct Still, she knows what tuna fish is she would never put it on a pizza that's just fish. something you've you ever when had you're high at two o'clock no I, I have tuna fish because of diet but like i don't like it but like that's something you eat when you're high at two o'clock in the morning and you have nothing in your fridge and you're just like oh here's a can of tuna fish and i have leftover pizza from yesterday boom let's put that together but i would never i would never do that yeah but wouldn't wouldn't it be delightful if you if you tried it maybe probably not if you were high (laughs) probably not i don't get high all right what's all right so you all right all right stop rewind and let's Let's do this. All right. So I only said that because you brought up the high aspect of it. So I'm not saying that you will ever be high or would be high, but I'm telling you right now, if tuna, if if anchovies can go on pizza, why can't tuna fish? It's just, have you ever went to Pizzaville or like Pizza Nova or any of the Papa John's and they say tuna fish is an item on pizza? That's actually <laughs> a great point. No one, no one offers it. So. That's a great. That, all right, I re, you know what? You're a witness. You win. <laughs> that's a oh, great that's gross. It's gross. <laughs> Amy knows what she's talking about. Uh, you mentioned you've been making the rounds, doing a lot of podcasts. Why did you choose us? Um, honestly, it's because like, obviously, it was one of my suggestions, and I noticed like I watched some of your guys's podcasts, and like, there's some podcasters that ask weird questions, and then I just feel like you guys were like super professional and like there's i'm not gonna lie there's been some podcasters that i've been on where they asked me like the cheek to pants ratio and i'm just like covered bro <laughs> like <laughs> i'm just right. like what wait that's a real people ask those fu- yeah all right all right amy that's fucking crazy that's wild see i don't like that at all well who no. suggested us 
No, I just was on Twitter and I was oh, like, okay. oh, this seems like a cool podcast. Let me just see if I can go on this one. So oh, we'll, we will send you a tuna fish pizza ASAP. No, thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. See, it's too late for that. All right. It's happening. Now, you know what it's like to ship something to Canada? It's expensive. Wait, tuna in a Canada? We have tuna in Canada. I know. But you know what we have in Canada? We have bagged milk. Like the, like, like, the, like, like the space people eat? Like, no, like we have in a bag, we have bagged milk. So it comes in four bags and it has chocolate or white milk. And then it comes in another plastic bag and then you have to buy a carton to put the milk in. Wait, wait. So it's not powdered milk? It's actual no. milk in a bag? Yeah. I'm learning. What so do you do with it? Wait. So you buy you buy the bag milk. Yeah. And then you have to buy a carton. Yeah, you have to buy a container to put the bag in, and then in, you put it in your fridge. But is the do you like continuously use the same carton, or do you always have to buy a new carton? No, you use, you buy the same carton at a dollar rama or like a dollar store, and then you basically put the bag in the container. You just wash the container, and then you can reuse the container. But we have bagged milk, so it comes in four well, bags. Uh... I mean, I guess that's not different. We, we technically could just re reuse our milk containers, like every time. But we, but the milk comes in those containers. And so. we have ketchup chips. Ketchup chips. Yeah. I, I've seen those. We got those. We got those here. Well, you're not that. You're not that special. We got those here in America. I like those. Uh, they got those potato. Those all dressed up potato chips. Oh, those are bomb. Those are delicious. You should look. You're a nutritionish. Nutritionist. Why? You're nutrition-ish. You're not a nutritionist. You're Amy, almost I've, there. I've been sick for like a week, and I'm just eating NyQuil like it's going out of style. So I apologize. I don't always look as puffy in the face. Do you so have I, the corona? No, I don't have the corona. I, I got Here's my theory off. on that now, right? Because everybody's been inside for the past 18 months, People are starting to go out now. They have no immune system, so they just get sick, and everyone thinks it's the fucking coronavirus. I just have a cold. I'm fine. I feel great. I'm not achy. I don't. I have an appetite. I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. Amy, what would you say has, as we just deflect that real quick? <laughs> what What would you feel has been your your biggest accomplishment in pro wrestling so far? Um, two. There's been two. So gaining oh the Battle Arts Women's Championship. And then main eventing in a tag team match with Allison K, Casey Spinelli, and Rebel. Yeah, and we just saw Allison K as part of the Hex on uh, NWA, right? Yeah, and, and they've retained their their tag team championship. What was that like for you? Um, you want the honest opinion? So I was the youngest going into the match, so I think I was like twenty one or like twenty. I just turned twenty or so, and I was the youngest in the locker room. Youngest in the match, and I felt like I was going to shit my pants because I was so scared. All right, <laughs> like, all right. so really... hold on, Amy, you're, you're fitting right in here. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you that right now because some people here have a history of that. But anyway, now, I have, but now I have to ask before she finishes the story, and I I, I hope this is not like a cheek to pant rate. No, it's no, not going to be. No. Have you ever shit your pants? No. Oh, that all right? That yeah, no. that is that is bad. That's a bad question. Well, she said no. she thought she was going to shit her pants. No, I was so scared because, like, they were asking me, like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, I wrestle. And they're like, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but then, like, they were like, no, we know that you do that. But, like, what moves you? I'm like, oh, yeah, I do this kind of thing. So then they didn't think that I, like, I was, like, at first they were a little 
could tell that they were like, okay, this chick's green. Like, is she going to like perform well? And then what happened was we went out there and there was a kid in the crowd. And um, this kid's named Steven, and he's known on the Ontario Indies um, for, like, basically, like, wrestling-wise. And he was in the crowd, and he was jawjacking with me. And that kid saved my life that day. Because without that kid, I was just jawjacking back and forth. And then, like, I was basically, like, saying sarcastic remarks and everything. And then eventually, like, I got more confident, and it turned out well. And then they told me that I did great and that I had potential. So, like, and they... Uh, throughout the whole night, they gave me so much advice, and it was, like, a great experience wrestling with them because, like, I learned so much in, like, such a small town, especially only wrestling for, like, not even two years at that point. It was so cool. The explosion of women's wrestling here in the States recently has been has been off the charts, and I'm sure you keep tabs on it. You mentioned how young you are. You're in a position, though, now where you might get in the ring with, like, a Gia Scott or a Roxy, and you'll be the older one. Is it? It, it seems crazy because you go from having a match like here where you're with Allison K, where you're the youngest, and mm-hmm. then on the flip, you can be in the ring with one of these girls, and, and you will be the oldest, and you're not old at all. It, it's it's a wonderful thing that yeah. these women are starting out so young, and, and the guys, too, because there's a lot of great guys in GCW who are young, but, but, you know, how do, how do you adjust to that from go being the youngest to maybe possibly being very young still, but now you're in there with like a Roxy or a Gia Scott and you're the oldest mm-hmm. in the ring. I feel like it's a learning lesson and a lesson and like kind of like a learning tool kind of thing, because then like, say if there's some things that maybe she might know that I don't know, or like, basically I could take it as like, maybe, if she knows more, a little more than me, like I could take it as a learning tool and learn as I go. Just because I'm older doesn't mean that I could be much wiser kind of thing. So we could basically go off of each other and basically learn off of each other kind of thing. That's what I feel like. I just feel like every single time I step in the ring, it's like a learning lesson and like a learning tool. Yeah. So have have you found that that chemistry exists no matter what or chemistry or maybe even lack of chemistry still exists no matter what stage you are in your in your wrestling career is that something that you've noticed any at any point um yes i've noticed that like if you don't have chemistry with someone that you could have like the best like matches in your career but if like say you have that one match that just doesn't click with someone. It doesn't matter what you do. Like they could, you both could be the best wrestlers. If there's no chemistry, it's like, it's like two fish just fighting. It's just, it doesn't make sense kind of thing. That's what I feel like. Cause you can have chemistry with everyone, but then there's going to be certain people that just don't mix kind of thing. Like either their styles don't mix or something just makes it not click. So Maybe. Yeah, tuna fish maybe. <laughs> tuna fish and pizza. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> no, uh, definitely, definitely. Um, have you been given an opportunity yet to work in the states? And what is that hurdle like? Because we've seen the Mike Bailey, we've seen Lufisto, uh, and they're constantly battling with with getting a work visa. And we know this the, the speedball Mike Bailey situation where he could not come back to the United States for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if people realize the hurdles for the Canadian wrestlers just to cross over the border uh, is a real pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, 
So I basically, I've never experienced it yet because like I haven't gotten any bookings so far. Hopefully in the new year, I can get new bookings um, with America. Um, but honestly, I wanted to like basically grow and venture out in Canada and like go across all Canada and wrestle. And then hopefully wrestle in OVW and all those like, huge promotions and those small promotions in America. So hopefully it's not a hassle for me to get my work visa to go to America. We've uh, we've heard over the years from like Edge and Christian and Jericho and Bret Hart. Do they still do those crazy weird wrestling road trips where you have to drive over like the really thin ice in the van and pray for I your life? So. I think so. <laughs> have you, you've never done one of those. No, not yet. I've only basically wrestled in Ontario so far. Right, so give me the lay of the land of the provinces in Canada. Ontario seems to be like, that's like the biggest one, right? Is, is, yeah. or, or, or as opposed to maybe Western Canada with with uh, British Columbia or Manitoba. Like You have Quebec, which is like the French zone. So yep. no Quebec. And- is that a no-fly zone for you? Do you? Can you go there or what? <laughs> no, you can. But- I, heard, I heard Ontario and, and Quebec don't really like each other. It's just because like they speak French and then like we like basically speak French, but like it's like not like our full like fluent thing. So we speak English, but in Quebec you have yeah. to speak full French. So if you speak English, they won't speak to you, kind of thing. So that's why, <laughs> that's why it's like kind of like there's beef between. <laughs> Like in the states, we call that like East Coast, West Coast, even though it's not really, it's not really that far away. But uh, let me ask you this though: uh, personal question, because I I love Canada. I've had a, mm-hmm. an affinity for Canada for so long. I love it. I'm a big hockey fan. Yeah. Now, do you do you love do you love hockey? And who's your team? Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, I knew it. I was wondering where Mississauga was in the Ontario spectrum, and that you're the Maple Leafs. All right, I don't hate the Maple Leafs. Tell me this though. Tell me why Okay. American team always wins the Stanley Cup, but they're all Canadians that play for the team. <laughs> all right, so here's why. So hockey was – you invented hockey. Like, you personally yeah. invented hockey. Like, you did. Oh. Like, it was just you. It was just Amy. Amy just was like, hey, I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to invent hockey, and forever it'll be our sport. But yeah. Americans always win it because you get paid more here, and there's no – the well, majority of the team are Canadian players. Oh no! Listen, I, I, listen. There's a, there's a freaking flag right here that says how much I love Canada. I oh, love it. Crazy. I love Canada, but uh, no, it's just it's 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 crazy, and uh, I don't I can't remember the last time a Canadian team has won a, a Stanley Cup. Uh, maybe Montreal, but it's probably a bit a, a bit sooner than that. Maybe maybe Vancouver. No, they lost in '94 to the Rangers. Anyway. Neither here nor there. I'm glad that you like hockey. You're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. It is what it is. I'll tell Eric Young that. <laughs> let's see, Kevin. Let's see. Let's see. It's been a while. I think it was, I think it was, no, it was Calgary. It was Calgary Flames in 2009 or 2013. 2009, 2004, 2003? No. Still too long. <laughs> I, was in co- I was in college when I think they won. It was I, was Calgary Flames. I have the hat. I was still in high school, I think. The Black yeah, I was Hawks, just starting high school. The Blackhawks won in 2013. All right, so they're not Canadian, but I understand what you're saying. The 1993 Montreal Canadiens. No, Calgary won, I think. I'm looking at the list right now. I'm telling you. I have I have the hat that Calgary won the Stanley Cup in... 1989. Oh, maybe that's the hat. 
It's the last time they won the Stanley Cup. Oh, maybe they went. Oh, maybe that was a Western Conference Finals hat. Perhaps, perhaps. All right. Anyway, we digress. We digress. We digress. Yeah, we're. It's not about <laughs> the hockey. It's about Amy Crimson. That's right. Um, the ass kicking MMA professional wrestler, uh, former battle arts women's champion. Uh, how was that being? You know what? What was your reaction to being told you were going to become uh, battle arts women's champion? Um, at first, I thought he was joking. Cause like he was just like, oh, how many people are you bringing? And I'm like the usual. And he's like, you're gonna want to bring a lot of people. And I'm like, why? And he's like, cause you're winning. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then like he was basically like, so you're gonna be like the Battle of Champion. And I was like, okay. At first, I was kind of scared because like at that point, all my eyes, like all the eyes are on me. And it's like at that point, he's giving me the torch to run with the women's division, but. And another part of me was like, okay, he probably sees something in me that I don't. So the moment that I won, it was a very emotional night because I think months prior, my uncle died. And he, my uncle was the one who brought me into wrestling, my uncle and my dad. So he, my uncle who passed away, he never got to watch me wrestle. So my goal was to become champion for him. So when I finally became champion, if you watch back the match on YouTube, you can actually see me crying and looking up because I was actually, I actually did it for my uncle. So the fact that it was an emotional night and then my coach actually gave me the torch and ran with it. It was like all my hard work was like, finally, like I earned something. Obviously it's not the end all thing that I wanted, like as a goal, but at the time only being in like, I think a year and a half and then giving that being given that opportunity it was an amazing experience like and it gave me so many opportunities after that so i'm forever grateful for that opportunity amy real quick uh our friend kate who's a, a respected wrestling uh, uh profile said that you have the same likability as ruby soho have you ever been compared to somebody has anyone said that you could be the next this person or have you ever been uh attributed to to anyone else and is there anyone that you would try um, to model yourself after um, so I kind of try to model myself as like a girl version of John Cena, basic thugonomics. I don't, I don't rap. Oh, come on, Amy. I, oh, I no, we're, rap. we're rapping. Amy, we're rapping. I can't rap to save my life. But I basically try and like get like my character kind of to be like gangster kind of thing because in Toronto we have some type of slang. And what happened was Santino, my coach, was like, he heard me talking in my slang and he's like, oh, you're gangster. That's your character. You're from the streets of Malton and you're straight up gangster. And I was like, there's no way this is going to work. And then I went out to the ring and everyone started liking my character. And then that's how it hit. So I was just basing my character off of All right. So, all right. Things. All right, Amy. So you can't just drop like people in the States in New Jersey and New York without giving us something give us something that you would say like in a promo like give us something that you would say okay. to that would signify this gangster character that you so lovely per portray i'm amy crimson i'm the baddest bitch here all right there you go simple to the <laughs> point matt that's all it takes you know, i was takes. going i was going to use a bitch uh, when i introduced her but i didn't want to offend her oh i'm not easily offended <laughs> this is the podcast <laughs> yeah all right, so 
so when when Vince Russo asked asked about like your accent and how you spelled things, and what what was your take on his accent? You never you never you never snap back on that. I didn't want to be rude. Yeah, well, because we're from Jersey, like we're from yeah. the same area. His is a little thicker, New York, Jersey, yeah. different. But so he he went to like now you could tell us here. Vince Russo doesn't follow us. We're fine. Um, so what what was your take on that? I thought like. I didn't know, like, I thought, I, honest to God, do I have an accent? Is it like a Canadian thick accent or is it just? Like, no. You know what? I can't tell what you have, to be honest with you. Like, I know a lot of Canadians and it's different than what a lot of Canadians. Oh, um, I know people from Nova Scotia. I know people from Montreal. I've never met someone from Mississauga, so I can't speak to that. So. Is that Mississauga centric? I, I don't think she has much of an accent. Well, no, but I, I'm not saying she does. I'm saying Vince Russo said she did. Vince, Vince Russo's a circus clown, bro. Oh, well, this right. Is, this was the. This was the. What was that face for, Amy? No, you. I don't think you have uh, an accent. But again, I don't think I have an accent, and I. Uh, interviewed Matt Cross once, and when we were done, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, "What's that? A New Jersey accent?" And I was like, "What? How? How did you do that?" He's like, "I'm world traveled. Everyone has an accent, yeah. so I don't hear it, but maybe someone else would hear uh, mm-hmm. your accent." Yeah, this conversation went off the rails a little bit. <laughs> okay, well, let's put it back on the rails. So, you've been working on yourself, your brand, getting your stuff right. Um, 2022 is upon us. Obviously, things are starting to open up in the world. Um, what are your goals uh, going into this next year? Um, my goals, hopefully, get a WWE tryout. That's the main goal. Um, either a WWE tryout or get signed to one of the major companies. So that's one of the goals. Um, venture out from Canada and gain another title outside of my like home base. And honestly, just wrestle enough to get paid and make a living like that's the goal like i just don't want to just be doing an indie show here or there like i want to actually get paid and make a living out of this so hopefully by the new year come back full time and basically just kill it like and just get bookings after bookings and get bigger and my name like out there kind of thing and and there's a lot of people that have those same exact goals so why why should people take a look at Amy Crimson. One, because I'm the baddest bitch here. And two, <laughs> it's because I'm always busting my ass. The people that basically were like taking a break during COVID, I wasn't taking no break. I was busting my ass to get better. And honestly, like I go to the gym six days a week. I'm focused. I'm determined. And that's what makes me different than everyone else that says they have dreams and goals. People dream and goal, I aspire and I achieve the goals. Nice. Uh, we're talking with Amy Crimson at Amy underscore Crimson on Twitter. Uh, make sure you give her a follow. Instagram at Amy Crimson XOXO. Um, when you are not uh, going to the gym six days a week and working your job, uh, and you mock all the people that like to watch TV, what do you watch on TV? What do you? What does Amy do when she's not uh, yeah, grinding? That's a great question, Matt. I play video games. Oh, what? See, Tony's <laughs> not here for this, and this is right in his yeah. wheelhouse. What are you playing? I play COD, Splitgate, I play Resident Evil, GTA. I run over the strippers, though, in GTA. Why wow. would you do such so you could take their money, right? Yeah, obviously. And then I, like, hijack the police car. 
All right. So you're kind of like living the gimmick in the game. Exactly. Because you're what? Because you're straight up gangster. Oh, shit. She didn't say that bad bitch. She said straight up gangster, son, in your face. No, I I don't know. That worked. I don't know. We got to get you rapping now. We got to get you like a gold chain. Maybe you get like a chain. Did you wear your belt around your neck like John Cena? No, because it was too heavy and I'm only five feet. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sorry. I didn't know. (laughs) No. Yeah, you should be, Matt. That was turn you into a bobble. You would do that. You'd turn yourself into a bobblehead. Five feet. You look so, nothing. So I'm looking at the pinned tweet on your Twitter. You look nothing like that person right now. Let's see. Let's see here. She's got like the braid. She's got the uh, the bandana all tied up. <laughs> so, I mean, you look. You still look on the video here. You look like a bad bitch. That chick would. Nope. Not gonna. Don't want to get up in the dark alley with you. There's a knife somewhere here in this photo. I'm just saying. Yeah, it was like in my bra, you know? This. I don't know. I don't know where women hide knives. Well, we talked about hiding tuna fish cans in Miko's singlet before, so maybe she hides a knife in her boots. So the question is, if he was hiding tuna fish in his singlet, wouldn't they smell it? It's Not in the can still. In a can. Makes sense. <laughs> We've, we got it all figured out over here, Amy. Aren't you glad? <laughs> poor, poor Amy has worked her, worked her fucking shoe job today. It's late. It's probably cold. It's cold in Canada. It's snowing. We have like a blizzard outside. It's a blizzard. And you had to go to work. What kind of crazy nonsense is this? Canada. Did you get home safely? Yeah. You're like fucking. We get six inches of snow here in New Jersey, and the state freaks out. You get a foot. You're like, I got this. Snow tires are on. We're rocking. Just like with our shovel, just burying. Just like, oh, it's fine. We'll just be like, we're out there 20 minutes before work, just going like that. What's is there a point where they just shut the the town down when it gets too bad, or you guys don't just give a shit? We don't give a shit. We're just open. Like we're work, like you're walking to school in minus forty weather. Like <laughs> our coats are because, built for like, because you're a badass bitch. There you go. You board. That sounds borderline Eskimo too. Forty degrees below. You got a lot of Eskimos up there. No, we don't have igloos. Oh, I don't. I know there's a lot of indigenous people in Canada. Yeah. I listen to a lot of I listen to a lot of murder podcasts, so I know about all the injustice with the indigenous people. What? <laughs> this is a weird turn. That's There's injustice in in the Great White North because all these indigenous people go missing, and nobody cares about them. All right, I get it. It's it's a call of concern, but not for the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. We are. We don't just talk about wrestling. We talked about tuna, tuna fish, pizza. What's Amy? Okay, so you're going to the gym oh, six days a week. You're a nutritionist. What is your cheat meal? Ish. What does Amy have to have? Like you're like I've been busting my ass. I look fine. I'm a that bitch, but I'm about to eat the fuck out of something. Tacos. I love tacos. So, soft taco, hard taco. Everything. Every. What about does? A burrito fall in the taco family? Yes. Quesadilla? No. No. Well, what's the difference between a burrito and a taco? A burrito is stuffed, like, to the brim. That's right. With rice, beans, Mm -hmm. guacamole. That's right. 
cheese. Yeah. What kind of cheese? Queso. No, queso, what kind queso. of cheese do you use? American cheese, cheddar cheese, Monterey Jack, pepper jack? You said queso, Matt. Queso. Like the sauce? <laughs> yes. All right. Never stop everyone yelling at me. This All right, is Amy. Let me, conversation. Amy, I want to I want to get a bigger picture. And uh, we don't we don't want to keep you too much longer, but I want to get a bigger picture of why you became a professional wrestler and why you even became uh, a martial artist, for lack of a better term. Talk Who about was tacos your... and burritos. Yeah, and tacos and burritos. We want we wanted to learn more about that, but we'll wait maybe for the next year next appearance. Who was your biggest inspiration as a pro wrestler to become a uh-huh. pro wrestler? And then maybe as a martial artist. Um John Cena was like one of my major favorites growing up because I grew up during like the ruthless aggression era. Um, and then when I started doing wrestling, I looked into like more of like Eddie Guerrero's work. So Eddie Guerrero is like one of my major favorites and Oscar is mostly one of the reasons why I got into martial arts because her trainer who trained her actually trained with us at battle arts for a bit. So I actually got to train with the guy that trained her fully. And I wanted to learn her type of style because, like, her style is amazing. And it's so different compared to all the other women in wrestling. So the reason why I got into martial arts is so that it can basically make me different than all the other girls kind of thing. So that I'm not, like, North American style or, like, basically, like, the basic style. Like, you don't hear a lot of women being trained in the Japanese strong style kind of thing. So that's why I wanted to basically train in martial arts kind of thing yeah and it's 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 so funny i've never heard the term i guess because we live here i've never heard the term north american style yeah like, like there there is like even like in in reports you never hear north american style you hear european style you hear japanese style strong style this i've never heard north american style when was the first time you heard that oh when i first started wrestling they're like but the thing is is that at battle arts academy when I first started now it's like a mixture of Japanese strong style and North American style but when I first started it was just strictly Japanese strong style so when it basically mixed they're like oh so now you're gonna learn Japanese strong style alongside North American strong like strong style and I'm like whoa what is that and then it's like oh it's just Canadian style wrestling like oh that's such a fancy term for Canadian wrestling (laughs) So yeah. True. So true. All right. Sorry, I was um trying not to pee my pants right now. Um sorry, I have to go to the bathroom. Uh, no, it's fine. I got I, I mean want to let her what do you got? Well uh oh my god, my brain is not working. Sorry, <laughs> my apologies. Um no worries. So we are very excited for you in 2022. Oh, Tell me about, let me ask you a question, Canadian style here. Um, what is this Boxing Day all about? Boxing Day? Yeah. Oh, it's like the day after, it's kind of like your Black Friday. Okay. Well, we have Black Friday too. So we have Black Friday before Christmas. And that's usually where when you get all your Christmas Day shopping done. Because like the deals are amazing. And then the day after Christmas, we have another day where it's just like sales. Where like people just go like to the store and they pack the stores and it's just kind of like your black friday but like boxing day i dig it uh asian joe wants to know amy uh what does amy think is missing from women's wrestling or professional wrestling in general um i think kayfabe is missing in wrestling nowadays like i feel like ever since social media has been huge like kayfabe has been just thrown to the side like i feel like 
because of social media like they don't keep their character anymore like like i feel like for me i would rather have my wrestling character for an instagram and then a regular like my personal account because i feel like whatever you do on tv is like your character but then when you're on social media it's like basically contradicting itself so i feel like social media is kind of what's ruining wrestling nowadays compared to back in the day yeah and uh i totally i totally agree with you i want to ju just get to a couple more uh because you're getting a lot of fans in our in our social media chats right now oh really That's yeah you got a lot of people that, that are just getting that are just getting to know you so like what all right so here's the question people just getting to know you like all right, wrestling fans people in wrestling we have a lot of people here that are quasi successful in wrestling mm -hmm. that 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 enjoy us and listen to us every week what would you say is the defining quality other than you know gangster beige bat not i'm not just diminishing that but what yeah. would you say is the is is like what's the must-see thing about amy crimson it's just my passion like because i love this so much that it's like there's nothing else i could possibly do that just the passion and determination that you see when i get into the ring like whenever i go into the ring like i'm always trying to be the best like my goal is to be the best women's wrestler like in the locker room or in general so like i'm just like a perfectionist so i feel like that's just me so i always want to be better so if i feel like oh i could do better like i'll just write down notes and like i'll be like okay in my last match i did this 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 i'm not gonna do that in the next match i want to be better kind of thing so i just feel like my professional like me being a perfectionist makes me want to strive to be better so that's why i feel like one of my qualities is just the passion and determination do, oh sorry kev do you no, have a uh do you have a, is your dream opponent oscar yes like I would love to face Oscar because her like wrestling style is kind of the same as mine. I feel like we could wrestle like all day. Like it would just be awesome and fun. Do you worry about the language barrier? Not really. Um, the thing is, I wanted to go and wrestle in Japan because I wanted to learn some Japan, like Japanese, and like basically just wrestle and like wrestle in marvelous like pro wrestling, and like even like the new like japan like wrestling that would be awesome so like i feel like it wouldn't be a language barrier like i feel like it would be pretty cool to learn what i ask this to every single person that either has gone to japan or wants to go to japan oh boy would you eat the raw horse there's raw horse it is uh lance archer swears by it he thinks it's the greatest thing in the world i would eat sushi but i wouldn't eat the raw horse would you eat it? Would you have to be told what was on your plate, or would you eat it and then find out later? Yeah, I have to be told what's on my plate because I'm very, I'm kind of like a picky eater. So, like, if it looks different, I'll be like, wait, what's this? See, I don't know <laughs> what a raw horse would look like. Probably like any other meat. Other would it look like chicken or would it look like beef? I think Probably it would beef. look like. I think yeah, like a beef, like maybe like some kind of like sliced meat, maybe. It would like probably a, have a, a smell, like a different smell to it, no? Like a tartar. I don't know what tartar is. It's raw meat, right? Oh. Isn't isn't steak tartar just steak served completely? Isn't it raw? like raw ground beef? I think. I think you're I think you're spot on there. I think so. 
I was guessing. <laughs> Listen, we don't know. We asked the question. We have no real information about it. So, do you uh, keep tabs on the current world of pro wrestling? And is there anything in particular you've been following lately? Um, yeah, a lot. Honestly, I keep tabs on like all like WWE. Obviously, like I don't watch it like religiously like I used to because like WWE used to be my bible, but. I still, like, watch highlights and stuff and take notes. And, like, it's mostly not to enjoy it anymore. It's mostly just to take notes and, like, learn off of. Yeah. If you ever found yourself in a real-life situation like this Charlotte-Becky situation where you kind of didn't like that person but you had to be professional in the ring, uh, are you capable of putting aside your differences and just going out there and being a professional. Yes, because you have to think about at the end of the day, there's millions of people that would love to have your spot on TV. And it's like, I wouldn't want to jeopardize my spot on TV, especially in WWE, because of somebody that either I have issues with or so. Like if the other person can't control their emotions, okay, that's fine. But I don't want to basically risk my spot and my opportunity because you know how much people work for to get to the WWE just to throw it away kind of thing. So, like, I would just keep my emotions intact, do my job, and just go home after, to be honest. Just take the paycheck, wrestle them, and then just move on with my day and try to be professional as possible, to be honest. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll punch to the eye, be like, oh, I'm sorry. No I'm stiffing, sorry. no stiffing. I'm just that bitch. I got carried away. My bad. Snug. Not stiffing, snug. For the elbow drop. Amy, what did you do, Kevin? Kevin hurt himself. He's deaf now. Amy, it's been an absolute pleasure. I know you've had a long day. I know you worked uh, a long night and you had the um, made time to join us. So we appreciate it. Before we let you go and sign off, is there anything you want to leave with the fans out there, uh, people who may have just been introduced to you, uh, any message you want to send to the the listeners of the Shining Wizards podcast? Um, Hopefully, if you guys are new to Amy Crimson, Hopefully, I could basically showcase, like, my talents and basically you guys can see all the hype about me. Um, hopefully, I could wrestle in the States and around the world so I could be a household name. And honestly, if anyone else wants to be a wrestler, I say do it because, like, it's, it's been the best thing I've ever done. So. Well, Amy, this has been one of the best interviews we've ever done. It's been yeah. an absolute oh, pleasure. Really Anytime you want to come back on. Uh, just slide into our DMs anytime you want to pop in and just say hello keep us updated on what you're doing when you're coming to the States we'd love to have you back on the show awesome I would love to be on the show again that'd be awesome we could talk more tacos more burritos more tuna fish pizzas all sorts of crazy shit we can go way off the, the reservation here we don't just I'm have down. to as long as it's no cheek to butt ratio okay. I can't even be- I, yeah, that, honestly yeah. I can't believe that's was it like a video podcast? Someone looking? No, at you? no. It was like, um, it was like, uh, you know, those ones where it's just the voice, and okay. like all you hear is me covered, bro, and then it was awkward silence, and then all you hear is me with an awkward laugh, <laughs> and I'm like, this is so weird, like. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I didn't I want to be rude, so yeah, I don't get. Well, you should have been I think rude you, at that I think point. You get past there, I think yeah. you're okay to be rude, and that—that's unbelievable. I can't believe somebody asked you that question. As a woman, you know, I even got a fake account made of me today. So, oh, I you made it. you've made it. Yeah, I've made it. 
that I, somebody actually made a fake account of me and i was just like getting so many messages today i'm like for god god damn it like yo it's so crazy that that's how like how twisted society is where like when you get like a hacker burner account or not a burner but a hacker account imitating you that you've done something well in your life so yeah. it's just like that's a shame but and all my friends have gotten it and i thought i was the like you know the safe one we're like oh it's not gonna happen to me and then i go i'm at work and then i open up my instagram and i see like 25 different messages i'm like hold up i'm, like, I'm not that popular <laughs> and then hold i look up. onto my messenger they're like is this you is this you is it i'm like hell no all right, so Amy, I give you permission to make a fake account of my uh, of myself, and if you want to do that, you go ahead and make me feel more important than I am. <laughs> How about <Okay>. that? <laughs> Amy, be safe in the blizzard, and we will talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. It's that bad. It's that bad bitch, Amy Crimson at Amy underscore Crimson on twitter uh at amy crimson xoxo on the instagram give her a follow support her check her out 2022 is going to be a big year for her. amy enjoy the rest of your night what are we doing thank shake you hands? bye guys hands. oh i'll shake hands double shake virtual hands. handshake all right there you go bye guys good night bye. amy amy ah what amy a good crimson. kid that was, that was a home run ah, it was like what did we do, like 45 minutes with her? Yeah, yeah, we did a lot of time with her. I got you, Amy. I'm going to boot you. That was great. She's a, uh, I yeah. hope that people listening to this can find her and follow her and, and do all the great things because she's clearly – listen, she's already – like we're, we're kind of like treating her like she was a rookie. She's not a rookie. No, I don't think at all we treat her like a rookie. No, but I feel like – yeah, you're right. No, she's not a rookie, but I feel like we kind of feel like I kind of handled her with kid gloves because because she's so young and she's like my like I feel like my, I spent the day with my nieces. Oh my god, this is my niece that I got to coddle. We didn't have to coddle her. She's a badass bitch. That's it. She's that bitch. Uh, Kate Hensler says top five guest. Kevin's stealing your gimmick. All right, so this is all right. So this has to stop. That What's Tony that? did it last week. Kate's doing it right now, stealing my thunder. That's that's not that's not allowed. That can't be allowed. We have to stop it. Who's I ain't stopping anything. All right. You're on your own on that one, buddy. That's your uh, gimmick. You gotta do your thing. I gotta I gotta protect it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll hire uh Dawkins to gimmick uh patent attorney and just get shit done. Do it. That's right. <laughs> uh NXT War Games, Kevin. Anything you want to talk about from War Games? Love the women's match. The opening war games match. Okay, uh, absolutely adored it. I, I, dude, actually, the match of the night for this probably was for me, and I didn't see all of it in its entirety, but I did watch. Believe it or not, O'Reilly and Van Hammer versus Imperium. Imperium. The match was incredible. Yeah, I heard good things about the match. I didn't get to see uh, War Games either, but I know I sucked at my pick. So there's so, that. They're they're really going in this 2.0 direction. I know they. Uh, they showed a bunch of vignettes throughout the night to kind of introduce you to a lot of new people. Yeah, uh, uh, Tiffany uh, Louis Vuitton or whatever her name is. She's like a, 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 a spoiled rich girl who's now going to be anything she wants. And what she wants is to be an NXT superstar. So she'll be in characters like this have kind of intrigued me, but not 
really? And then you're gonna we're gonna have the reveal of MSK's uh shaman this coming week on NXT. And if it's not RVD, I'm gonna riot. It's gotta be RVD, right? I don't know. I don't know. All right, so MSK has been I know what I know about their their gimmick is, but they're they're essentially stoners who have been on a search for their shaman for enlightenment and one of them, I forget which one, is revealing to the other who it is this Tuesday on NXT. And I'm pretty sure it, if it's not RVD, I'm going to be super upset. And unless it's introducing a new character, then I'll be less upset. But so, well, yeah. I, I, wait and see tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, it's tomorrow. I took. Oh, yeah. I was off work today, so today still feels like a Sunday to me. Oh, even today though is we... Monday, my friend. Oh, uh, they also cool. announced uh, New Year's Evil will be take pla- taking place Tuesday, January fourth. All right. So, I... all right, cool. Another NXT <laughs> special, kind of like a Halloween Havoc type of deal. Yeah, but it's it's it, it comes off lame when you like look to the other show and it's like winter is coming. And you're like, all right, New Year's Evil. Mm. We're going hard. I will say this though. Uh, Roderick Strong and Joe Gacy. I love Joe Gacy uh, personally and professionally. I think he's awesome. I really thought he was going to win because I really thought they were going to try to move away from, you know, I think I really think that but Roderick Strong's character in, in the Diamond Mind is is just as good. That That's a main event character to me. Like in, in Roderick Strong was main event before, but he'll he should be main event with this. So, but I thought that Joe Gacy was going to to take this just to further the you know, moving to, to 2.0, if you will. But Right. Um, and I think that's, I mean, Johnny Gargano is going to address his future on Tuesday, so who knows what that means. Well, it's Monday night. Who knows what that means? Um, we got some New Japan news. Oh, this is your wheelhouse. Let's go, baby. Give it uh, to me. Will Ospreay. Um, so New Japan kind of went out there, and they said that they are still expecting – uh, foreign talent to be allowed to enter Japan for Wrestle Kingdom. Um, and Will Ospreay just said, uh, Shingo can't stop me. Okada can't stop me. COVID can't stop me. January 5th, 2020, I'll be there. Uh, he is also no longer debuting for MLW. Osprey is off MLW. He's off MLW. Interesting. And MLW uh, just had a banger with the with the crash down in uh, in Mexico. Yeah, he uh let's see here. Six thousand people, five thousand people. Uh the working relationship between MLW and New Japan Pro reportedly came to an end in mid-November, which means former IWGP champion Will Ospreay will not appear for the company as previously announced. All right. I mean, is there other than MLW, is there any real harm and foul here with this? No, I don't think so. I thought again, I thought it was weird that out of all the companies in the states he was going to MLW. Yeah, I mean, I was excited for them, but I mean, if it's if it's over, like I'm not. It's not like he's like he committed to like AEW or WWE and then left. It's no offense to MLW. I think it's incredible, but I don't think anyone's losing sleep over it. I'll tell you what, I'm losing sleep over. Uh oh, Shibata is going to make a huge announcement December 15th at the New Japan World Tag League Finals and Best of the Super Junior Finals. I hope to God Shibata is coming back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. All right, so where was Shibata before? He won the 2017 New Japan Cup, and he challenged Okada 
at Sakura Genesis. Uh, and during the match, he suffered a subdermal. Oh, God. Yes. I thought oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that was it. He suffered a subdermal hematoma and had to have emergency surgery. Yeah, I, for some reason I thought that he was someone that had left uh, and just went and worked somewhere else. But then I now I remember this, and thank God that he's back. That's incredible, incredible news. Yeah, so he had that that match with uh, Zack Saber Jr. the five minute uh, exhibition match at the G1 Finals, and hopefully this means we're going to pick up where he left off in 2019 uh, with Kenta because there was a storyline there. So I'm super excited about that. All right, to, Matt. Uh, just, I really hope this isn't the case that the shaman is Elias. I hope that's not the case, but it wouldn't oh, surprise me. Yeah, it's I I haven't really been into uh been into it too much this uh this NXT. Well, what what here's why here's why you shouldn't be because people confirmed seat for uh for war games and they get turned away at the door. Oh, that was confirmed it. via email that you have seats here and you and then you get turned away when once you get there. That's very disappointing. Confirmed. I don't like that. Yeah. Uh we're coming to the end of the Super Juniors tournament right now. Uh show El Desperado, Hiromu, uh Robbie Eagles, El Fantasmo, Yo, and Taji Ishimori are kind of sitting at the top. We only have uh two nights left to find out who is going to be in the finals. And usually the winner of the best of the super juniors goes on to face the IWGP junior heavyweight champion at wrestle kingdom. That title right now is held by El Desperado Mm -hmm. Uh, in the tag team uh, standings. uh, Zack Sabre jr. Tai Chi are tied with Nate uh, Naito Sonata Hiroki Goto, Goto, Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ, Yoshihashi uh, great Okan, Aaron Hanare, Bad Luck Fale, and Chase Owens, uh, and Evil, Yujiro Takahashi, and the Gorillas of Destiny are all towards the top. They have three nights left of this, so they're making exciting, exciting shows down the stretch. New Japan, they always seem to do a good job of that. So, and again, same thing applies. Whoever wins the tag league usually goes on to challenge uh, for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship titles, uh, held by Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. Well done, sir. Thank you. Um, your boy is going to be in the main event of Hard to Kill. Yeah, baby. Woo, woo, woo. You uh, freaking yeah, Moose, Moose, Matt Cardona, and Morrissey. Yeah. I didn't watch Impact for the first time in a very long time, so I can't really speak to it, but I'll let you. Do you have the results keys in there? I don't have the results. Uh, ah, that's all right. But I just had that little bit of note here. Yeah. Uh, everywhere, else? baby. Uh, GCW's firing on all cylinders. I actually ordered the shows this weekend, but I haven't had a chance to watch them yet. I heard the Thunder Rosa Alley catch match was fucking bonkers. Uh, so I want to check that out. And I know the Briscoes wrestled Ninja Mac and Dante Leon. I'm sorry, I'm Matt. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but just I want to mention it before I forget. Did you happen to see the video of Casey Catal getting smashed in the face with the two garbage can lids by Akira? Oh, yeah, that, that happened like last year. That was last year? That's that's an old video. Oh. I'm sorry. That's hysterical, though. No, it was just so good. All right. Anyway, uh, sorry. is just firing on all cylinders. Uh, oh, yeah. Deppin and Bandito, too. I bet you that was a fucking banger, Kate says. Uh, Deppin Bandito was also amazing. 
Uh, they're they're bringing in Sabu and Ricky Morton uh, for the uh, Detroit shows in January. And uh, Rhino, I believe. And Rhino. And then we got the Briscoes are challenging Brody King and PCO. They'll defend the GCW tag titles at the uh, Blood on the Hill show taking place in December. And we're off and running to the Hammerstein Ballroom, so I'm excited for that, too. There you go. Uh, PWG is bringing back Battle of Los Angeles. It'll be the first time since 2020 uh, and 2021. It's going to take place at the end of January. So, sorry, there's that. Yep. Rainbows Pops Gaming. Hire Amy. Absolutely. She's fantastic. Uh, AAA had their huge uh, show this weekend, Triple Mania Regia. Uh, Taya Valkyrie returned. As did Cybernetico. Like W like 1995-96 Cybernetico? Like Royal Rumble yes. Cybernetico? Yes, that Cybernetico. Uh, and also Hijo del Vikingo won the AAA Mega Championship uh, in a five-way match with Samurai de Sol, Bobby Fish, Jay Lethal, and uh, Bandito. And Samurai Desol, of course, is who we all know as Kalisto. Kalisto. Goddamn. Uh, FTR was also successful in their tag title defense against the Lucha Brothers. Uh, Vicky Guerrero did play a part in that. They're still keeping those belts? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's gone way longer, on way longer than I thought it was going to. And last but certainly not least, Kevin, Ring of Honor, final battle this weekend. Who knows what happens after Saturday night, but they are really giving us a fucking hell of a show. Ah. I, I just I'm very optimistic. I don't see this as the end. They're really pushing this end of the era thing, but I'm hoping come April, we're going to have uh, a new ring of honor. Um, we might, and I, I hope you're right. And I'm not going to rhyme anymore. That was in, incidental, but I, I don't I don't see it, man. Like I don't see it being now if it's a new invention, if it's Ring of Honor, like for lack of a better term, 2.0, then yeah, then I'm all for it. But how, you can't you can't commit to long long-term contracts if you're releasing people from that their existing deals now. Like it's it, like it's gonna be like an independent promotion, probably, which is what it started as. So maybe it's okay, but I don't know. Right. And that's the that that is the reported idea of what it's going to be. They're going to go back to uh, being an in, like being an independent promotion. And maybe, and I'm sure a lot of the wrestlers would be happy to go back there and work for them. And Absolutely for their, for their one shot paydays. So yeah. So if that's if that's the avenue, then yeah, that's. I don't see it being the end. But will they will they still have TV? Will they still have? I would imagine so. We'll, we'll yeah. just have to wait and see. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, breaking news, PWG. They just announced the first entrant in the Battle of Los Angeles, Jonah Rock. Jonah, who debuted on Impact as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. New Japan, so that's pretty huge. Uh, let's. I'll run down the card for you. Uh, Ring of Honor TV was awesome this week. Um, uh, Willow Nightingale defeated uh, Mandy Leone. Good fan uh, of both of them, by the way. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it was a great match. And they uh, they had a little fun at the end with all the faces and the heels and Max the Impaler. Um, hmm. Sorry, man. This cough's killing me. Uh, right. TJ Black 
and flip. Sorry, it was PJ Black against Bandito. Yes. Flip has amnesia. That's right. Which is a the here's the most upsetting part about Ring of Honor right now. The stories they're telling are fucking fantastic. And the shit the shit with Flip is hysterical. Yeah, and and I'm pretty sure that has a lot to do with Flip and PJ just running running with the ball that it was given to them. It's it's so good. Doctor yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's great, and everybody's everybody's in on it. Even the co- even the commentators. So pre-show, uh, PJ Black hypnotizes Flip Gordon, and he says, "If I clap once, you wake up. If I clap twice, you're the mercenary." So at some point during this match, PJ Black wants Flip to attack Bandito outside the ring. He won't do it, so he claps twice. Flip mm-hmm. fucking punches Bandito, gets PJ Black disqualified. PJ Black claps again. Flip wakes up. He has no fucking idea what happened. They end up turning it into a tag team match. Uh, and Bandito wins, but uh, Bandito and uh, uh, Ray Oris win the tag Oris match. Um, and then all this week, they're doing uh, matches, the road to final battle. Today was Gresham and Demonic Flamita, which I have yet to see. Um, and I know Caprice Coleman, Beer City Bruiser is this week. All these great matches leading up to uh, to final battle. So this is what the card looks like for Saturday night, Kevin. Seven oh o'clock uh, on uh, Facebook for the honor. Uh, the first hour, eight o'clock on pay-per-view. There's a wild 10-man tag team match that'll be taking place at the pre-show. They didn't announce who was in it yet. Uh, the six-man tag titles are on the line as Shane Taylor Promotions. Moses, Kahn, and O'Shea Edwards defend against the Righteous, Vincent, Bateman, and Dutch. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor TV champion Dalton Castle defends uh, against a TBA. Uh, Brody King, Homicide, and Tony Deppin take on Tracy Williams, Taylor Rust, and Eli Isom. Shane Taylor against Kenny King. The Ring of Honor Pure Champion Josh Woods against Brian Johnson. OGK, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions against the Briscoes. Uh, Roxy, the woman's uh, world champion against Willow Nightingale and Bandito, the Ring of Honor world champion against Jonathan Gresham. All right. So again, Jonathan Gresham is wrestling twice. No, he's only wrestling once. Who did you mention for the, the, the pure championships? The pure champion is Josh Woods and he's wrestling Brian Johnson. I thought, oh, okay. I thought you mentioned John. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go bold and make a pick early. Gresham is walking out of this version of Ring of Honor, the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. He has to. I agree. I agree 100%. And I think he brings that title with him to his new promotion. Terminus! Yes. I think I, I'm fucking super excited. It's a Saturday show. We're going to go down nice and early, get some Jimmy Seafood. You're going to be uh, you're gonna make it a, an overnight venture, or are you going to come back? No, we're staying the night. We have a hotel. Oh, <laughs> who are you sharing the bed with? Uh, last time I slept on the pullout couch. So if we have a pullout couch, I'll sleep Good in the pullout you. couch. Again. I'd rather I'd I'd rather sleep on the floor than share a bed with anybody. I didn't yeah. have a problem sharing a bed, but we had the luxury of two single beds and the pullout couch. So right, there was I remember. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'd rather I don't share beds with people I'm not having relations with. Just creepy to me. All right. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and and that's really it, Kev. Well, I got a we got a jam packed week. I'm going to AEW Wednesday. I'm going to Baltimore Saturday. I'm fucking Good pumped, you. man. We got uh, Vincent next week, and oh, he's back, got, baby. Oh yeah, and we got Brian Keith 
So if you're familiar okay. with GCW, New Texas Pro Wrestling, uh, dude's a killer. He'll be joining us next week, too. So the train keeps a rolling here with the Shining Wizards. A special thanks to Miko Maestro and Amy Crimson for joining us tonight. Uh, hopefully, Tony's back next week for the full show. It's always fun when it's the three of us, but I think me and Kevin had a good time. Oh, we do, a great, we do gangbusters, baby. Yeah, we do. Um that's all I got, Kevin. Anything you want to leave the lovely folks in uh, Radio Land with before we sign off? Nah, man, I'm uh, I'm good, man. Comedy's a little slow right now, but don't worry, it'll be back. It'll be back. But other than that, just thank you for uh, for your support at Shining Wizards Kevin on Instagram at Kevin Garifo on the old Twitter box, and you know just follow us and keep supporting us because we will keep we will keep supporting you. I guess is all I can say. Uh, don't forget, rate, review, subscribe on all forms of uh, podcasting platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch, please subscribe, leave a review, share with your friends. Uh, it really helps us with the uh, algorithm of the, yeah. uh, of the podcasting world. And uh, yeah. Matt, what would you what would you do if I said I'm going to create a character called Algorithm? I'd say run with it, man. I thought... Uh, I thought we were going to get a uh, magenta tonight was going to be on the show. The rumor was, but uh, oh. I don't know what happened to magenta. I mean, we'll figure out next week, but I will tell you this when we get off the air, what I have. So fantastic. There you go. Well, we'll be back next Monday night. Same time, same groovy station. Tell your friends. Uh, I'm sure it's more entertaining than Monday night. Raw uh, jumping on the YouTube, the Facebook, the Twitch chat us up. We see all the comments. Thanks to Kate, Mott Spock, uh, the true Prince of pro Asian Joe, um uh rainbow gaming rainbow gaming mott spock uh if i miss anyone i apologize the bergman popped his head in here before uh it's been an absolute pleasure and we'll see you guys next week for another episode the shining wizards wrestling podcast bye bye